two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming. Joining me this week, not only Sarge McCluskey, but we also have normal, actually, guests. He's like a swinging door with him. Is Say No to Rage. Welcome back. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing awesome. great. So it was only supposed to be me and, uh, me and Lono, but then Sarge got off work early, so he got to join us, and so now it's a trifecta instead of the, the double action tonight. So um, guys, though, that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, um, we're a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and uh, you get a little bit of ranting along the way. Um, so you guys can check us out on iTunes. We uh, are on iTunes every single week, so make sure you hit that link below. All right, guys. So, um, Lona, what have you uh, been up to? It's uh, been a long time since you've been on the show, and I know you constantly play Destiny, so I don't know if you've played any other games recently, so maybe you could let us know about that. I, I don't know if I was on the show after I played uh, Uncharted 4 and Doom to completion. Those were... I think those... you were on for Doom. I think you were. You, you were okay. on the show, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I finished those games. I, I'm, I'm anticipating both of those probably making my top ten list for this year. Those were great. Uh, Homefront was terrible. Looking forward to No Man's Sky. Trying to get, that's going to be, I think, hard to find a balance because obviously Destinies were, were ramping up for Rise of Iron, trying to get people done with Moments of Triumph. With I'm, I'm very close to getting that done. Uh, the stream's a lot more diversified now. I don't do you, just do raids. What are you missing from the Moments of Triumph? Right now, I'm only missing Calcified Fragments, and since oh. I need the Fanatic of Crota uh, at the Court of Oryx, I'm just going to wait until he shows up, and then that'll be the day I decide to just go get the rest of them. I think I need, like, 17 or something. Right. I just never, I just never, oops, I just never did it. I was like, eh, it, it never really interested me. I was running raids like a madman every day, so I just, I didn't make time for, I mean, it's fairly new, I think, what, in the last two months for me to actually even start my stream working on bounties, because, like, I would, I would just immediately go on and just start raiding, so right. I, I've not taken care of my characters very well on either system, so. Sorry to interrupt, so what else, what else have you, uh, you been up to? Uh, you know, changing the stream up, I'm not, I've never really been known for PVP in Destiny, so I've been, you know, dipping my toe into Trials. I had two guys within the community, one of my mods, uh, basically carry me to the lighthouse, uh, got to play with Giggle Monster and Gathalian this Monday in Trials, that was really fun. I probably wouldn't even have been able to even contribute in the, at all had I not been kind of practicing. Right. Um, so trying to get better, uh, you know, Destiny's PvP is difficult. It's not, it's the learning curve's di uh, pretty steep given the the length of time the game's been out. The weapon meta is always in flux. So right now, if you're not good with shotguns, some of the maps can be a really, you know, kind of a headache. Um, and doing the podcast every Monday, that's been doing, that's been going very well. Uh, with viewership, you know, I think increasing pretty regularly and good, really, really good guests uh, lined up and hitting good milestones on, you know, YouTube and Twitch. We passed 200,000 total views on Twitch. Nice. We're about to hit 40,000 followers and past a million total views on YouTube with like 15K subs. So like everything's going That's in, awesome. in 
in the right direction. It's been a little overwhelming, uh, honestly. And, oh, somebody just reminded me of Twitch talk at the beginning. I've been doing that in the morning. So if you tune in in the mornings when I'm running bounties, I pick a topic about Twitch and just rap about it for like an, the, the first hour of the stream. Uh, we talk about it so passionately on Mondays, I thought, I'm just going to do that every morning. And it's that's been really, really good. That's that's been helpful to maybe even kind of feed my YouTube with ideas for videos. So I, I've been I've been enjoying doing that as well. I have to say, from the very first time you were on the show last well, almost a year ago now, it's almost been mm -hmm. one full year. Uh, man, it's been a long, long way. I mean, I think you had 13,000 when you mm -hmm. first originally came on, but I think three or 4,000 of those were purged from you, right? So you were less than yep. 10. Mm -hmm. uh, and now you're about to hit 40,000, which... I don't know if people really understand that's I know they they're used to like Gathalian with like 500 or Lyric, but to jump from one year from little less than 10,000 to coming into 40,000 is absolutely phenomenal. And congratulations to you. Yeah, thank you. It's been it's been a little overwhelming because the. It, I feel like overnight the averages have shifted and it's hard to adjust. There's there's an intimacy and a personal nature to the stream that's kind of like it's not that it's gone it's to, i think today like we felt it because i think if if things aren't going I well i think people Good people luck. feel well, the need to up. to chime in and say what they think because they're used to a smaller more intimate environment right and when there's three to four hundred people watching that's not necessarily uh helpful and so we were kind of confronting that today i was like we can't really do this like you guys you know this isn't and so I've not been handling it well either. Like there's definitely been some some learning uh, some learning curves and mistakes made just because I didn't feel like this is how it was going to happen. I felt like you know right. each week there'll be this gradual step up in viewership, and it's just it, it's it, oh I feel like overnight the averages are significantly higher. Um, and with Rise of Iron. I basically have the next couple of months to just become better at streaming because I feel like right now my my shortcomings are becoming magnified by how many people are there and the pressures of it. Like I've I've got a lot of room to grow uh, as a streamer. So real quick, so when the Rise of Iron comes out, are you mm -hmm. like I don't know if they haven't announced it if the raid's gonna be out. I'm, I'm assuming it's not gonna be out right when it comes out, right? So it's gonna be like a week, maybe two weeks. Um, but let's just say it does come out right up right off the bat, right? I'm mm -hmm. assuming we're gonna have to raise our light level just a little bit to get into that raid. But are you, are you gunning? Are you gonna go through the content as fast as possible to get to that raid, and then do exactly what you're doing now and just do the raid over and over and over and over? Or are you gonna kind of slow play it up until? How do you how do you look at that as as far as a Twitch streamer and also mm -hmm. as a Destiny uh, creator? Yeah, I mean, as a, I land on it from both sides as a Twitch streamer and as a fan of Destiny, and I really, really hope that they do not do it immediately. I think that that was a mistake with the Taken King. I think you had a lot of streamers leveling up in the tower and just beelining for for light level and raid readiness, and I think it, I think it sells the content short. The right. raid is supposed to be end game. It's it, and when you do that, it almost makes it seems like the raid is the DLC. It's like, well, let's just get all this other crap out of the way because we want to be ready for the raid. I, I think they do their content a disservice when they do that, and I really hope that they don't do that. The other thing I really hope they don't do is do it the following week because that's TwitchCon. And right. given that I've already bought my TwitchCon tickets, I know that's a business expense, but the raid will come first. I, I'm I, really I, 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 really? yes. I absolutely must stream that raid. I'm going for top 10 completion. Um, 
I mean, at this point, I've become known as, in the absence of other people running it, like, I am the raid guy. Like, right. I'm, I'm the only person in the top of the directory streaming PvE. Nobody else gets up there just running raids. It's, it's, it's an anomaly to a certain extent. And so, I think I would be silly to take all that I've done, you know, 556, I think, is the total number <laughs> now of raid completions. And to be like, wow. yo, the new raid's coming out, but I'm gonna go... You know, I'm gonna go to TwitchCon instead. Like, and I, I think Bungie's smart. They know that Twitch, Twitch is free advertising, and that when right. the raid's going on, they really should leverage us. Like, I'm not a big dog, but I'll certainly be having a pull that day. People are gonna want to see me run it because at this point, can he, can he get Worlds first? Which I'm, I'm not gonna gun for Worlds first because top tens, all that matters. Because uh, if you gun for Worlds first, I think every fail is gonna be more painful. Right. Right. Um, so th th I really hope they push it out. Give us, give us a couple of weeks. Let us enjoy the content, and then bring the raid. Every you'll have more people ready, more people able to run it, and that way we don't just have to fly through the content. They're going to force my hand if they do it the week the game com the content comes right. out. I'll, I'll have to. Well, I'm hoping they don't, they don't uh, come out during TwitchCon because I'm they looking won't. forward to hanging out with you at, at, at TwitchCon if you. If I know, like we were going <laughs> to, we're going to share a hotel and stuff. Like I really want to go to TwitchCon, and it's like. I, Putting streamers in that that position, I think, would be a very big mistake. I think Bungie's too smart for that. I don't think they'll do it. Right, right. Well, they did. They did wait, you know, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was, for the other raids that when they did come out. So, mm -hmm. so you you're so you're gunning for it. So you're you're gonna take all six characters and you're just gonna level them all up as fast as possible to get to. Uh, man, that's a, that's a lot of player, a lot of characters for two weeks of play. If they do come out within within two weeks, that's a lot of hours that you're gonna put in fast to level up fast. Right. I mean, I probably would put more eggs in the basket of one character because you're going to you're going to probably one character run... per system. Maybe the, the, there's so much strategy, right? Because if you're going for worlds, if you're going for top 10, you're not going to implement the strategy of running back through the raid for gear. Because right. Some people do that. Like, we'll get your other characters and you'll get more gear and then you'll be, you know, more quickly raid ready. If you're going for, for top 10, you got to be able to finish that thing in six to eight hours. Right. Right. And that's 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 a tall order. Um, so forming a team is going to be difficult because you need people that can, you know, work under pressure and problem solve and not get stressed out. I mean, I'm going to be stressed out. Viewership's probably going to be high. It's going to be, it'll be a true test of the metal of the stream and my, you know, my determination and as a, as a raid runner, it's going to be good. Like I'm looking forward to it. It's, you know, there's, that's one of the mainstays of the stream. So getting the, getting to take part in that again, I don't want to miss TwitchCon, but that's, uh, I really want to do that. Right. Right. So, um, well, since. Lono's been playing Destiny, right? What have you? What other games have you been playing, Sarge? Oh no, I haven't had time to play a lot of other stuff. So Destiny to get ready for the uh, Rise of Iron is definite. I've been playing Fallout Four with the mods, which I love, and uh, okay. that damn that damn old game's got me hooked. So I've been playing that one, the Transformers Earth Wars. I, I'm sorry, it's that that game to me is like the Pokemon game for all the other guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the Pokemon. <laughs> There's a whole section about Pokemon uh, Go. Um, when I was down this past weekend watching you, and you were playing Fallout Four, there was this amazing scene that was happening. Like, you, you, uh, that's, I'm telling you, that's new. That never happened before. Like, I was Something like, the last what, is, what is going on right now? I walk into his room. He's playing Fallout Four, and there's literally, what would you say, like 30, 40 civilians? It, it, no, it was all ghouls. Like, no, no, no. I know, but 30, 40 civilians in your in your in your town, 
going yeah, up you're against. Yeah, only supposed to have like 20. Right. That's like the max. I had like 34 guys living there and none enough beds. They're all pissed off. And then the whole town got overrun by like 50. There was like 50 ghouls. 50. No, like there was 30, 40, like yeah. 30 or 40 ghouls. Just I think ransacked. it was close to 50 ghouls on the screen. <clears throat> plus never seen that happen. The settlement never. that was there. And there was just gunfire galore happening. And I was like, I don't remember this at all in fallout like is this new and you couldn't you didn't know if it was a mod if it was like a new update i don't, I don't know what happened i've never seen that happen before I, I, it's actually kind of cool it made it, made it very realistic Your it guys made me want to jump back into fallout yeah. to just so i could get <clears throat> into to some big fights like that there was only one moment that happened if you played through the main story uh with the brotherhood you know and, and you're like fighting them and there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys on the screen and action going on i was like wow this is this is cool and i never happened after that and now when I saw you play it, oh, the like, battle, the battle with Liberty Prime. That yeah, was like yeah, a, yeah. That, that was like a great battle for that DLC. That was yeah, awesome. Great, awesome. great battle. Yeah. So uh, now I told you I would try the Transformers game, right? The, oh, I warned you. Let me tell you. I warned you. It's good. It's good. If you're a Transformers Generation 1 fan, this is a must download for your iPhone, Android device, whatever you have. Uh, it is just lots of fun. It is... A game that I don't like because you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can come back in after you use your energy, just like you know those type of games. But for some reason, because it's Transformers, I keep coming back every like four hours just to come in and update something or upgrade something or attack someone. And uh, I, I joined an alliance, so we go up against other other <clears throat> clans. Uh, it's a yeah, lot of it's fun. Not, it's not it's not like Clash of Clans though, where you like you're sending troops to other people. It's not it's no. not kind of like that. No. It's more you're just kind of doing your own thing. But the shit eating grin you have when you're watching your little guy form when you're attacking it just it, it just it's very nostalgic for me. So right, I, that's why I love it. All right, so with Destiny, what is your what is your goal? Like, what do you, what's driving you to play it right now up until the the Rise of Iron, Sarge? It's just this question is to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know why I know why Lone is playing. At least at least one guy to be ready for the new DLC. So I work on my Titan since Titan seems to be the one to go with because in case of raid or case of whatever's going on, you need a Titan. Um, I, I personally I like to put together sets of armor that go along with my playstyle. Right. And since the RNG is a little bit more difficult ever since they took away the able to re-roll. From the armor smith. I don't know why they got rid of that. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that they actually bring that back. Because in my eyes, there's no real difference between running through strikes and getting RNG or getting right, if I'm getting getting items to get the motes of light in order to roll for RNG, it's the same. Right. You're still Except playing I'm, the game I'm and you're still grinding I'm to, right. to get motes right. to to level up your your gun, re-rolling it and stuff. So absolutely, I I, I, I applaud the the fact that they, they they try to milk it out. I just don't think I think I, at this point let me let me build the set I want to build. I, I shouldn't have to I shouldn't have to struggle for three to four months looking for gear to put together for the playstyle that I want. If I can just sit there and re-roll until I get the rolls I need for the right. piece of armor that I like, then that should be the same thing. Yeah, uh, I agree. Hoping I really am hoping. That that goes that way. They bring back the reroll. They bring back the armor smith, and they get rid of three coins altogether. Uh, well, yeah, 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 altogether because of the fact that it it, it does take away from the fact of the glory of getting an exotic. Uh, I'm gonna get Lono's opinion on that in one second. I I agree with you as far as exotics. I don't think any exotic should just be RNG rolled. I think all exotics in the game should be like the last word or like the exotic sword quest, something oh, quest where. Something where you have to—it takes 
days or weeks where it, it slows it slows you down to get that, but it it actually drives you to come back to the game to get that. You know what I mean? Instead of like dropping a, a three of quest. coin while you're still doing these things over here. That's part of a long play right. quest in order to get to right. it. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with that. I, I I think I mean the word exotic right is is should be exotic meaning rare, uh, something that you, you're striving for. It shouldn't be dropped out of a guy's uh, you know uh, asshole. I would, I would even you go shoot one him further with the three of the coins. You know what I mean? I would even go one further. I would actually go back to the original quest that he had. I, I forget the name of the quest, but it was. You you would go and do these strikes or missions, and you would get a piece of the gun, and then we had all, stimulant? and when you had all three pieces, it would form the gun, right? So that like I think that the, kind of thing, sniper. I would like to see bring back as well. I would like to see like a quest line where you get pieces of something you're not sure what it is, and maybe it's different for the class of uh, the class that you're using for Titan or Hunter or Warlock, and when you get these pieces. You oh, that, put them together cool. and that'd you make cool. an exotic like that. I think would be something interesting too. Wait. There's like once again. It, it, there's so many uh, just using what they have currently in game there are so many facets that we can use to make the game interesting it doesn't have to be like we have to fire everybody and start from scratch i'm going to use just what they give us and i can tell you i can guarantee you i can we can make something awesome out of what's here real, real quick before lono uh, comes in i think someone said i hope what zerg's bringing uh tomorrow you know I'm okay if zerg <laughs> sells an exotic like one exotic like armor piece and like weapon but it has to be super expensive. Like it takes lots of strange coin or lots of uh, lots of glimmer. You know what I'm saying? Or a mixture of both. It shouldn't be 17 or 21. It should be like 75 right. or you know what I mean? Like something outrageous to get because or, or maybe exotics, the full 200, right? Or maybe the full 200. Because how long does it take you to get that many marks? I think at this at right. this particular mark, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. If you do it every day, if you do the Crucible and the Daily, plus the three strikes, and then fight Crucible, because every time you win in Crucible, you can get ten more. Am I correct on that one, Lono? If you win in Crucible, you get another ten? Or is well, it just the one time for the week? It's You get the one time for the week guaranteed, but then I think it's three wins, and and then that's done. You can't keep getting marks. but there's, okay. a, there's And it even tells you how many you have remaining, both on the strikes and Crucible, how many more times you can get the marks. Right. So what you're looking at is about maybe 65 or 70 for the week if you if you and then right. that's not counting right. you breaking down legendaries to get three more at a time or almost, leveling them up and trading them and getting five. It almost more reminds me of like week 2 <laughs> of Destiny. They had the Galahorn for sale and it was at 20 so I think it was 23 coins, strange coins so at the time. So and I had 22 and I couldn't make it and then I missed it, right? Because but I think they need to be more of that because if they want you to come back and grind and play the game, I think they need you to, to charge up a little bit more. So go ahead. There was a lot of stuff said there, uh, Lono. I mean, with, with to, to go all the way back, I mean, to try to touch on all of it, I think reforging needs to stay out of the game because – and, I, and I'm going to give Sarge a better solution for what he, what he wants to do because I, I, I resonate with his frustration. If you don't run raids, it is difficult to kind of farm for the right roles on gear. I mean, I'm getting – I'm getting boots. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting boots, chests, and gloves all the time, and I'm farming for the reload. So now when I go into PvP, I've got gloves for every gun type. So it's like, I I'm trying out a hand cannon, let me throw on hand cannon reload. And it makes a huge difference. I mean, with the last word, I immediately could tell, I'm like, man, this thing reloads way quicker. So I resonate with what he wants to do. I don't think reforging is a good solution. It's too mechanical and cold. You're just standing in the tower like, right. you it's know. Right, like shooting in the cave for the, for the, for the engrams, right. Yeah, to me it's far more exciting to go out and farm 
knowing that it's going to be lucrative. Why did people stand and shoot at the loot cave? Because they were farming and they knew they were going to get a bunch of stuff to come right. over. People farmed the grasp of Malak for the same reason. They know, yo, this thing's going to be dropping at a good rate. I'm going to farm for that really good roll, and it's exciting and thrilling, even though it's like with any MMO, right? You, know, right? you just keep farming. Even though it's repetitive. I think if they reworked three of coins to not increase drop rate of exotics but to really really increase drop rates of strike specific loot and if you don't get strike specific loot i think you should get a handful of legendaries to just aid you in sort of crafting your build because everybody gets to that point where it's like look i have everything i need like i'm not max light level i'm just trying to kind of craft my my guy i want the boots and the chest i want to go for a 552 a tier 12 where you know my intellect and discipline are five Five bars full and strength is two bars full. That's very difficult to do. You have to get god rolls on so many pieces with discipline, strength, intellect, etc. And so I think if you gave us a way to, while we're playing the game, get you know strange coins, go to Xur, buy a bunch of those, and then the next week you do it again. You go out, you're playing, you're grinding strikes, you're you know, you're running the raids, etc., and you're grinding for gear that you can then kind of comb over and be like, oh yes, this is exactly what I was looking for in a pair of gloves. Um I think that's way more exciting than right now feeling like you're just sort of up against an RNG wall. Or just getting more exotics than you know what to right. do with, or the you know the alternative is what Sarge is suggesting: bring back reforging. I, I I think those two options, reforging or what we currently have, aren't good. I think the better way is giving players more intentionality and control over farming, so that then they feel empowered to play and get rewarded for their playtime. That because I just feel like. When I finished farming for the grass of Malak, it felt rewarding. It was like it was repetitive, but man, like I got a really good Which gun. Which was a drop, right? So it's okay. It's okay to do that kind of farming, but that's like on our terms. That was the, that was the battle from before. They still don't let us do what we want to do. Like if you give the option of farming, because that mission came up for the week, and then we're able to farm that way, we should be able to. I I, I agree with that. Instead of the, instead of the reforge, yeah. That's I, I, I like full sets. Well, of, I like full sets of armor that what, match. What about like, I've, I've said this? I have OCD. It's just that I like to put a, a good set together to look badass and have the proper stats for the proper armor. But it's very hard when it's it's a constant. You know that you know the loot pool for certain guys is so the same after because you've been playing it for so long. Like I, I, wrote, I wrote them down and I know who I, what I'm going to get from what guy. Like I know. So it's 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 very hard to get what you want. That's what, why. I think what if? That, I agree with the re I agree with the I agree with the fact that it should strike it should be strike specific gear like a, a set from some guy. Well, one I hope they they bring in gear sets like they did in Division, right? I think that would be cool to to bring in. But what about if they did sort of like instead of forging like reforging the guns, right? I've said this before in the past where like you level up, you put a piece of armor on and it has all those, you know, the the circles that you level up, right? And you you can spend materials on them right to level them up or just leave them green and then get rid of them and get more marks for them what you get what if basically whatever i spend the materials on so let's say uh whatever i spend the materials on i unlock it to instead of taking that gun and transfusing it into another weapon right to get the light level for it i can transfer that weapon to unlock one of the perks on that weapon to move over to that gun. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm -hmm. That becomes random? Well, no, Isn't that you, just like reforging? No, it's not, it's not random now, right? Because if you find uh, a piece of gear and it has, I don't know, uh, crowd control on it or something, and you want that crowd control for this weapon, okay, but crowd control is that 
fourth fourth one over and then two down okay you have to either spend the modes of light or wear it and 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 use that gear right to wear to level up to that section then you have to spend the materials for each of those circles now you can choose for everything you've unlocked you can pick one of those one of those perks to move over to your set item that you would like to wear or you know what i'm saying like if you only unlock the third one you can't take the fourth or fifth row you can only take from the second and third but i'm able row. to pick i'm able to pick the perk that i want in order to transfer correct the but you've already perk. put the time into it the motes of light or um or just the experience of wearing it up to that point and the materials into it well so, and you still and you still have to find gear that has the right, right perks right. so like finding a pair of gloves with sniper rifle reload when you're looking for it. it's like yes and then you look at the stats and you're like are you kidding me like if the stats right. are wrong and so that can be really frustrating it's like rng of an rng you're you're looking right. for gloves right. finally got gloves i need sniper reload finally got sniper re- rifle reload i need intellect discipline <gasps> it's discipline strength like the, the rng of an rng i think is okay because it does add longevity i think for the hardcore players right. you still need the materials you still need the modes of light you still need everything else to, to unlock that stuff Right, but I think if it was a little bit more control, like what you're saying is, oh, I finally found gloves with sniper rifle reload. Let me do a perk infusion right. of, you know, A, these gloves I've already got, they've got the right int disc. Let me just grab that sniper rifle reload perk. Only one perk can be right. infused. Only one perk can be used. And That's a good idea. It, and you can't yeah. use it for the light, right? You either use it for the transfusion for the mm-hmm. light level or you use it for the perk you know, yeah. that you want. I think so that'd be interesting. The, what's the currency? In. Is it strange coin or moats? Um, it would be moats, moats. It'd still be moats because you still. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, I'm not one of them. I have like 1,200 moats of light, right? I, I, I can't spend them fast I think, enough. I think perk grabbing is far more advantageous and should be far more costly. I think it should be strange coin, something that stings, because you know you're gonna hurt what about yourself. About a mixture then, like a strange yes, coin, yeah, moats of kinda light. Kind of like with type. the kind of like the, the glass needles on exotics. Like it's right. it's a little pain. It's a little painful. It right. takes a, it takes a coins to buy them. It takes a shard to do it. Like you, if you're gonna give us that significant control, because if I can, if I get a god roll scout and all I need is firefly or a triple tap or whatever it is. Um, the only way this would break down, like, I think armor would be pretty easy. It would break down on the weapons because, like, a Suros Dis 47 cannot roll with certain perks. It's not possible in the armory. Right. So they would have to stop you and say, you can't do this. You can't put, you know, luck in the chamber on, uh, an assault (laughs) rifle or something. Like, you can't, you can't do that. And so I think that they, that would be easy, right? You'd go to do it and it would say non, you know, non-infusable perk. Um, but... I still think that'd be great. Just make it costly because if people right. are crafting god roll weapons, that would be really, really sort frustrating of, for the PvP meta. Sort of like okay, in Division. But there, there you go, right there. That's where we have to draw the line. Let it be separate, please. Yeah, they just said they're not sep- going to. Yeah, they said they just let going it be to. separate. The fact that you're trying to cross over with the stuff you're trying to build is what causes the problem. It should just be two separate things. Yeah. Once the gun is modded or once the whatever else, it goes into PVE only. I can't bring it with me. Just like I can't bring in, I can't, I can't wear two exotic pieces. Same kind of thing. It's not hard to say you can't use the weapon once it's modded. We're not talking right. about changing code. Right. Okay. Right. It's just a very small, minute changes that need to be made. It, the fact that we have to keep merging both sides together is what causes a lot of the problems because I'm not allowed to have the badass gun because the badass gun is too badass in PvP and we have to nerf it. This it's, well, it, it should be as we should it not be as we grown with the character 
or shouldn't at this point we would have to have to have better and better weapons to fight the harder and harder monsters it shouldn't be that when these guys come out these guys have some good ass tactics like i like the taxes from the taken where they put shields on each other or some guy's sniping you while some guy puts the bubble up like we need that again like right. harder right because we have the badass weapons now you need to up the game not go back to well we're starting from scratch new dlc here you are with the the, the rat in the wheel and we're gonna go from here no it's got to be you need the bad weapons day one. Otherwise, you don't succeed. I mean, everybody's stocking up. I mean, you, you have to be stocking up. I have stocked up on, on numbers and numbers of everything. So I'm, I'm ready to go when this DLC comes out. Like, I don't care if day one Gallahorn or not. You have the badass guns ready. And you know the spec you're going to go to introduce yourself into the new DLC. Like, I know I've already got the ghost set for... Got killing Fallen, extra Gillimer for Killing Fallen. Uh, you know, I have everything set to where right. I'm killing Fallen. Well, that's they, <clears> like they, like they said, they're never going to separate. That's why my solution to that was just like you pick your uh, artifact or something where it says, you know, sh uh, in increase strength, increase discipline. Right? They should make something for weapons where it's uh, for PVE and then for PVP. Right? So you can change the perks on on the gun based on. So like if if certain perks are coming out for the gun. Uh, they can't be used for PvP. You know what I'm saying? That would mm. that would fix a lot of the the, the broken aspects of the, the guns switching back and forth. I still think that falls into the category that they're never going to go. That feels very I know, split. I know. And so I th I think my solution is one that we might see them start to implement. I think it's very clear that certain guns are meant for PvP. Like when you see right. them, especially when the quartermaster is selling them, like the Crucible quartermaster sells guns that are obviously built and rolled for PvP. Like duh. And there are certain guns that just are not. It's like wow, this is made for PvE. Black Spindle is a good example. Like yeah. you can do okay with it in PvP, but it's mainly built around pve i think one of the easiest things they could do there's two ways to control player behavior there's micromanaging and then there's incentivization and i think incentivization is always the better angle because then the players feel more empowered by the choices they're making like i'm doing this this is the end result and then they're more loyal to your game micromanaging them and saying we're going to split the perks or we're not going to let you take these weapons into pvp i think that would just frustrate people because then they feel like you're doubling the amount of loot they need to farm for Instead, if you really dig in on PvE and you're getting endgame loot or even just loot from the new strikes or nightfalls, having guns that are clearly bent for PvE is a good thing. It already exists anyway. So just I think they should introduce perks that are far more influential in PvE with simple phrases like against minions of the darkness. All you have to do is add a really godlike perk. My right. one example is always if you hit consecutive crits on a minion of the darkness, there's a damage buff. Like each shot goes up because if you're landing consecutive scout shots on a boss or a knight, that's that's really helpful. You couldn't do that in PvP. It would right. break it. But if you add that little phrase against minions of the darkness, you have so much freedom to create weapons that aren't split. There's no split skill tree. There's true. no – you can't take this into PvP. But it creates incentivization. Yo, I'm going to farm for that. That's exciting. I want that. That's going to have an influence over my efficacy in the raid. And then the PvP guys, same deal. Against guardians, that little phrase, could they could start to craft really, really cool – crucible weapons and so there's no split there's just different weapons in the meta that clearly have more purpose for what they're meant for and right. then they could really introduce cool like uh goth had a video about raid sets 
Give me a perk for wearing a whole raid yeah, set. I don't there know you why. go. That's, that's from the very that, beginning. That should be at this point yeah. a given. I yeah. wear if I find a complete set of armor that matches, it has some kind of perk on it. Absolutely. Like, obviously, if you have a full set of like Dead Orbit or you know New Monarchy, while you wear it in the PvP, it should give you some sort of perk. You know what I mean? Same with the Iron Banner, right? Just like well, I think the Iron Banner is the only one that kind of gives it to you, right? Because you have to have the banner on, you have to have uh the everything the color on and then you get like a bonus perk which they used to do i don't know if they it's like automatic yeah. now based on no if you're wearing the bond the shader and you have the emblem on it's bonus xp oh it's bonus xp okay <laughs> so they they should do stuff like that i mean even if it's just like minute you know it for does orbit. It, a perk will not be game breaking we're talking you, you know the kind of perks that we're talking about i'm wearing a full set i get i get my agility bonus or right i get a good or, i get if i if i'm using a scout rifle with this armor then i get like accuracy bonus and we're not talking about like 100 percent or you know, right. crazy. well right. you could have control you could have control sets or rift sets like if you Absolutely. wear a full set for rift there could be a runner set you get increased agility when carrying sort of like the wearing the mita tool yeah with, with, you right. know, the tool and stuff Absolutely. like that and the glass um whatever those boots were the um because the they do that the boots. they've already introduced that They've already introduced this in Trials of Osiris. When you go to the lighthouse, there are adept versions of the guns, the primaries, yes. that come with Last Resort. Yep. And so to me, I've said this about the raid. There should be hardened – don't use adept. Use the word hardened or something. There should be hardened versions of the gear when you do it on challenge mode. So when I run it on challenge mode, it's just like, yay, increased chances for high light level. No, my gear needs to be better. It needs to have a PvE influential perk because it's hardened. It's adept. And so they've already introduced it, which means it's the idea is there and it's floating and they may right. have tested it. They, like they can't just throw 20 of them in. So they threw in one. Last Resort has an influence over Trials. I mean when Crafty's down 3v1 and he's got gear with Last Resort on it, which he doesn't really do that actually. Come to think of it, he rocks a Last Word and a Sniper like a thousand yard. But when you watch guys run with like a Doctrine of Passing and they're the last one alive, I mean it has an influence. It can, it can definitely sway the game. Right? Absolutely. All right, so the weekly Bungie uh, thing just came out. Um, they're talking about what was the week that they're doing it now? The it's basically the the twentieth, so six days from today, okay. there will be a stream where they're going to go through the cosmod the winter cosmodrome. They're not going into the plague lands. There will be no guests, as far as we know. Right. So they're they're easing into it. Right. They're showing the exact same stuff that we've already had. Well, it was early. But now, right, but now it's I figured this would be three weeks out, three or four weeks out. They're starting early. Well, <clears throat> they're not showing us new content. They're just showing us old content with re, re, re new um, graphics. You know, basically, snow's covered everywhere. There's going to be holes blown into walls. There's going to be different type of icicles and different things around that you'll notice. Um, I've already seen a couple of still shots. Uh, more console had a, um, a video, I think, last week that he did stills with. So I'm assuming, you know, obviously it's that, but you're actually going to walk around the Cosmodrome. So what do you think about that? I mean, I always thought originally when they did that, um, you know, where, where you played Vanilla, then you played Dark Below, and the, the, the patrols, like, it changed, right? It changed while you were playing, where the people that play it now that have never played it back in the day never experienced that, where the ships were different. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, they changed as they go. Do you think... Do you think people will be okay with this? It's sort of like Cataclysm, you know, with WoW. Once the, the DLC came out, it changed the whole landscape. There was caverns that opened up and things split apart. <coughs> Are we okay with the same footage, the same same stuff we've played for the last two years? Now it's, you know, snow-covered, and it's going to have different, I guess, 
different things are going to open up, but I don't think it's going to be that much different besides, you know, the snow itself. It's just going to be more visual and different because of what, what we've noticed. You know what I mean? Would you like to take this one, Lono? I mean, I, I think that I like it because it creates a new ethos. Now, if you ever watch my stream, I'm raging at the Taken all the time. Because when I'm on patrol, they ruin what I'm working yeah, I, on. I, I'm it, done with the Taken. I am done it, with it. It, it despawns <laughs> the enemy. I'm literally like, yes, I need one more Minotaur for this weapon. And bzzz, he despawns because here comes the Taken. So I... As much as I dislike it right now, because it's like we're so far removed from the Taken King, I, I think it is good. I think it sets a tone. It sets an ethos. It brings vanilla forward. It says, look, when you go to the Cosmodrome, like it's going to look different. It's going to feel different. I, I feel like some of it never did enough. Like They could have done far more. Like get, get rid of the Fallen so whenever I go into a certain area, it's just taken. So right. I know I'm not going to be able to go there and farm for bounties. But I think they're always going to have that struggle of like, well, there's players moving through the game. And then, you know, they need those Fallen to be there. Like, right, they're running through patrols. So I, th it, I think it's good. I, I think it adds an ethos and a feel and a tone and a, a mood so when the when the the it washes over the content, so it's not just you've been doing this and now you're going to go over here and do this. It sets this it sets this new mood for what we're going to be doing. So I like it. I hope they do more, and and not just have yeah. like because well, obviously the Siva, <coughs> the Siva fallen are going to be showing up. I mean we know that right? They're just going to be pop popping in like the Taken. I hope I hope like sort of like um I forget what the the, the section's called where they um. Where the walker died. What's that? What's that? That section called again? God, I haven't played in such a long oh, time. Oh, way back there. Gee, many Christmas. Because no, 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 goes... not not before, not before the boss. I'm talking about right when you spawn in, you go through the building, and there's that the the walker where the wall is going to be blown up, where the new section's going. The well, playground. The first section is called the steeps, and then the second section where you go over is called the. I forget what it's called yeah, now. I can't think of it. The anyway, divide. where the walker is, is the divide. Where the, the divide. 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 Thank you. I hope, yeah. like, stuff like that where <laughs> there's that giant building that's in the center of that whole map that um, it looks like there's a road and there's, a, there's stuff that you can get into. Hopefully when they change the stuff that it is now, you can get into a new building. Like, they open up a new door to explore and stuff like that. I hope it's just not just, a, you know, the fluff of, oh, look, it's the exact same thing you saw, but now the thing that you blew up before is there. And, like, this person that you killed before, his skeleton's there. You know what I mean? I hope it's more than that. Okay, so I'm going to take the other angle on this one. I'm, I'm going to speak like a developer would probably speak. Okay? Fix your mic a little bit. I'm, You're a little soft. Uh, I'm going to use the Grandma's Boy movie as the reference. Uh, there's a reference in that movie where they discuss how uh, their guys on one level look exactly like the guys on another level, and it makes the game too repetitive. Right. And she says, well, if we just change the color and make them a different size, that'll save time. Right. Okay? And I think that this is what this is. They have to divide up their team, and they have to give us content because it's been too long. So the best way to do this is use characters that you already have just by tweaking them a little bit because that's what the Taken really are. Different shading, different movements, different kind of animations, but it's still the same character. They don't have to redraw a new guy, okay? So they're doing this with their whatever team is working on this while the other team is working on what the new because the guys who do the backdrops and the skyboxes sky for this game, yeah. uh, let's let's give them credit. Like I have oh, literally gone to every corner. I don't know what everybody else has been doing, but when I played the game originally, I went to every corner of every map and tried to find the glitch spot. 
Not the spot that you go into because you knew it was added content. Just a spot you go where the game would just glitch and something would happen. And, like, you would just kind of fit in there and just cause a problem. Very, very few, if none, okay? The time spent a on making the, spots, the boards yeah. that they did are incredible. I give mm -hmm. them props. <clears throat> what I think is going to happen is they're using this as something to keep us busy while they're actually creating something else. Okay, because it does take time. It does take time, and it, especially to debug and to iron out the wrinkles. I am happy to play this this DLC because my imagination runs wild, even at my age for yeah. this kind of game. I love the sci-fi genre, especially when it's you versus the universe, and you're trying to come back from the dead, literally. Okay. Right, we're, so we're zombie guardians. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Now, what I think will happen is they're going to see with the new story guy that they hired. I forget the guy's name. Forgive me. But the new guy that they hired for the story. I want to see if they will actually put in a story for this DLC and make me care about somebody else besides the guy I'm running around with. Make me care about something. Yeah, there's so many characters. I'm to know if they can do it. Now, if they do it, then I will be much more excited to know what happens when we do the next DLC and the next right. and the sequel because I know what direction they're headed. But right now, it's still this festering ball of, okay, well, we got to give them something and we can't design new characters from scratch in a year, so let's use what we got. We'll tweak it out. And, and, and they're doing a good job of it. It's not like they're just slapping a sticker on it. They're taking same thing. They're doing it well, okay? I believe that the game will come out and they will, we will grind it to death is the issue I have and I, I, I think that part of the, of, the, of, the, of the lure of the game is you have to give us an area to, that's new, and then you tweak another area that we want to go back and revisit. It shouldn't be that you just plop down a new box, right. and then everybody's going to tear into this, and that's all they're going to do. right? If, if all I'm going to do is the new stuff, and I don't give a crap about Skywatch, or I don't give a crap about anything else, then I'm going to burn out on it in a, in a month, because the, the, the ravenous hardcore people are going to destroy it. Well, hopefully... <clears throat> Hopefully they do what I've been saying for this whole time. Like every single DLC that comes out with is this, right? It doesn't expand the universe. It just is this. So hopefully with this DLC coming out, there's two patrol points now on, on the Cosmodrome, right? There's the Plague Lands and then there's new and old Cosmodrome. So hopefully there's bounties to go back to do the old and there's bounties to go and do the new and they're relevant. It's not the same same bounties we've been doing for two years. You know what I mean? Hopefully there's, it's, it's different. Um, and hopefully they just open up a little bit more and they, they flush out the story. Like where's the stranger, right? We haven't seen the stranger in a year, right? They'd be like, look, what happened to her? Right. She's, uh, I'm, I think she's coming back in the next game. She's going to be the main, you think in the next be... game or the next, this DLC? No, the next game. Next she's because the main story driver in this is uh, Saladin. Right, like he's going to be leading the charge. But they There's could still be they could still dabble their toe in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think she's going to enter the picture for the next game. I think Eris is going to screw everything up, and I think the stranger is going to basically like be the main quest giver, story driver in the next game because she can time travel. So she's gonna she can jump timelines like a Vex. So right. she's going to be, I think, the 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 main reason we even know what's going on and can even survive what is going to come. I think Eris is just going to totally jack right. everything up. I think I think this is going to be an expansion of the story. We're going to learn about the, the, the Iron Lords. We're going to get to go to the Iron Temple. It seems like there might even be a new NPC up in there that we're going to get to interact with and maybe hopefully get some quests from. I think it was a, there's a woman up there. And so... I, I think this is the right way to do it right now. I, I, if, if you're going to give us content, give us what people are accustomed to. Right. A couple of strikes, a couple of missions, and a raid. And really, 
if they can get the PvP right, if they can add the right things, this new game mode arsenal sounds cool, where you can only use weapons that you pick up in the game, that's going to be exciting, I think, for the people that are tired of getting killed by, you know, universal remotes and, you know, godlike snipers. Because, you know, props to those people that have gotten amazing, but if you're not at that level, it's like, well, it's the PvP can be very uninviting. So I, I think that if they can get the PvP right... They'll inject this game with the right kind of longevity. It's just they've continued to miss the mark on rewarding hardcore players. I, you know, I said the other day, Giggle Monster's gone to the lighthouse hundreds of times. It doesn't have really anything to show for it cosmetically. Right. I've run the raid how many hundreds of times, and I don't have anything cosmetically to show. If they do that this time, then I think they'll be in a really great spot because... The hardcores will have something to pine after. The people on the lower end of the spectrum will just slowly take their time through it and enjoy themselves. And then the people in the middle will will fall closer to one end of the spectrum, and everybody along that right. spectrum can enjoy the game. So if they do that with this, home run. If not, then we're going to be in the same situation a month or two in, and you're going to have the hardcore guys grinding raids and doing carries. There'll be trials carries, and we'll be right back to the same old, same old waiting for content. I, and I, so I think that's what we're going to be getting, though. I Honestly, I, I think so, because... At least for this ending of <laughs> Destiny, you know what I mean. Until the next mm -hmm. game comes out, I think it's going to be yeah. the same template over and over until the next game comes out. And they might be okay with that. Maybe well, their market research well, and the numbers, money, right? And the, <laughs> yeah, the, all the numbers may right? prove that it, it might it works right. because there's a psychological element to to being addicted to something that gets dry because a right. little bit of water and you're like everybody jumps right back in, and right. so. They might actually have pioneered something that nobody truly understands because it's so subversive. You don't know why you keep playing. It's addicting. You love it. There's, it's gaming as hobby, and I, Twitch has aided it very much. So, uh, it's such a streamable game. I mean, it it, it really is. It really so is. many partnered streamers because of this game. I mean, I the, the game's changed my life. I mean, I, I have to admit that. I mean, I, I've I've basically pioneered something that I didn't think I would be able to do on my own, at least in the time that I've done it, and it's in large part due to this game. So they may have pioneered something on the consoles that nobody thought was possible because you can't charge a subscription fee, so what else are you going to do? Right. You just have to get people hooked, and I believe they've done that. I, I think the last, thing Very well. the last thing I'll say about the, the actual content, I hope, like you said with the story, they do what they do with just Lord Saladin, but all I'm asking for is the characters that are already established in the world you have to just give us a little bit of each of those characters in this story, right? The Taken King was a very good story. I love what they did with, um, uh, God, I forget, the, the Hunter, uh, Cade. Cade, Cade Six. Yeah, Cade, Cade Six. Um, I love what they did with him, and they also kind of bantered with the other characters in, in this last DLC. Hopefully they do this, because if you think about it, though, this whole DLC is based on a thing that comes once a month, right? We're, we're dealing with a guy that comes around once a month, uh, so we've only seen him 24 times uh, by the time this DLC drops, uh, where all the other characters we see all the time. They're in the tower. They're in the the, the missions. So I, I like the, them to really round out the other characters and just give us opening, like open doors to other characters' uh, story plots. Not to give us in this story plot, but just open the door, give us a little taste of it, and then going forward, you know, start opening them up. It'll, it'll look great. 
think about how accidentally brilliant that is. Like right. every right. every character, every character has a top shelf voice actor, yep. like movie TV show level, but they're so veiled. We don't know much, right. we don't know them, and all they do is pull back the veil a little bit and give us some of it and we're like, "Yo, this is so yeah. cool." It's sort of like The Walking Dead, right? They bring right. another character in and they just tease you a little bit with this character mm -hmm. and then next season they open up the character and then you start really learning about uh, that character. I, li I think they're I like going to keep doing that. Yeah. I think they're going to keep doing that. They're just going to keep slowly pulling back the veil on each character, so you get really excited when they get a cutscene or you learn something about them. And I, it's, I think it's accidentally brilliant. I think they they had a bland game with with brilliant you know voice actors and ideas, right. and now they're slowly getting to expose us to it. And everyone's going to be like, "This is the greatest thing ever," because we haven't had that until now. So again, it's it's there's a psychological element here of withholding that I think is working very well in their favor. All right, so that'll, that'll do it for the for the Destiny Talk uh, for this week. Uh, we're going to go into other news. Um, if you're here for the Destiny Talk, we talk about Destiny every single week. That's why I started this podcast. We love Destiny. Uh, so you can come back every Thursday to talk uh, and listen to it on iTunes as well. It's usually the first half of the, of the show. Uh, and then we go into the actual other news. So notable news. Let's, let's stick with, with, with Twitch, right? There's a couple of things that Twitch is doing right now. One, Twitch just dropped, if you're a Turbo user... Okay, you have HTML5 uh, at your at your disposal right now, so you can check out your partnered streamers. I believe I don't think it goes for everybody. Uh, I think it's just partnered streamers. You can click them open HTML5. It should look phenomenal, right? So there you go. That's out today. So if you guys are turbo users, uh, let us know how that is. Um, Twitch is also. Uh, opening up Twitch, and this is a bigger conversation, right? They're having the Democratic and Republican Party. Now, we're not talking politics now. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up to talk about what about Twitch. Uh, is this good? Is this bad? Um, so they're opening it up to people that are the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. So Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump will be live on Twitch on the debates next week. Okay. This opens up a can of worms for in Twitch in general. What do you guys think? Is this a good move or a bad move? I know they have to reach the young demographic to, to get them going, but this is a gaming site, right? And I know in the last couple of months they've opened it up with the, you know, with the uh, creative and then the, the food now, and, and there's different channels here and there. But do you think this is a smart move on their part to bring in something that, oh, we lost, uh, we lost Lono. Uh, give us a second, guys. So do you think I'm this? So, I'm so here. I just my camera shut off. Yeah, his shut off too. Um, do you think this is a smart move on their part, bringing this stuff over to Twitch? Uh, I clicked my camera button again, uh, Sarge. You might just have to do that at the bottom, um, the little blue button. the The thing about this is, is I I think that every every business, in order, especially in the technological realm. Um, every business must diversify, and that's the, that's the way of survival. And so I think with Twitch, they're diversifying. So I don't I, I don't know the history of Amazon, but if you think about Amazon as it exists right now, it's not a one dimensional site that sells right. you know one product. Right. They started it's, selling books, and then they moved on from there. Right. Has my camera still not come back it's yet? Still not coming back. Yeah. All right. Let me unclick it and then turn it back on again. Um. And so I think with Twitch, this I understand people's angst and worry. Um, oh, it's doing the Skype premium thing, so whatever. <laughs> I, I understand people's angst and it's worry. Okay. We can hear you. I, I do. I, I think that 
you're you're seeing something that you you like and enjoy and you would like it to stay that way you want that you know twitch is a gaming site twitch is a gaming site well we have to accept the fact that that's not going to be true anymore uh in the near future uh we are going to clearly see a metamorphosis of twitch to be more than a gaming site with with social eating with you know gaming talk shows with you know they had this bo- is the new had- network this is yeah. the new network's coming right. out. That's what right. this is. They had, I mean, they had Bob Ross, and nobody complained about that. That's not gaming. That's Bob Ross painting. So if, if, if politics is always going to be contentious, and it, but at the same time, there are toxic, contentious streams where the streamer insults their audience and is very unkind, and the and the fans and the audience are are terrible, um, and that doesn't bleed over into other people's streams. So I think the concern here, while I understand it, I don't think I can get in line with it. It's like I'm okay with it. Like they're going to go where the ad revenue is. They're going to go where right. um, where where the viewership is, and that's good for everybody attached to Twitch. Now what's not good for everybody attached to Twitch is if it just starts to dilute the brand and viewership for games starts to get – pushed aside or pushed to the fringes because when you come to the site it's too difficult to find right, right. you know what you're looking for i don't think they'll do that i think they're smart enough to know their bread and butter is the gaming stuff so th- this is just diversification which is 100 percent normal for business in the technological realm i should probably hang up and come back in yeah i'm, I'm gonna put a logo up for you for until that happens so you can you can disconnect and start again all right <clears throat> so what do you what do you think sarge <clears throat> It's always it's always difficult when when you, uh, when that when the when the uh, newness wears off and it has to become a, it has to, and all that you love has to become a part of reality again because Twitch was like this fantasy area where all the nerds could get together we could just talk about our games and not have to worry about the rest of the bullshit because we're trying to get as far away from right, that from, stuff from as reality, possible right okay but the numbers don't lie right when you have so many people watching so many games and so many different creative art things on the channel. The, the higher-ups will eventually say, hey, listen, we have to reach this demographic, so we have to find a way on there. That's just the way it is. You can't have your little island. Everybody wants their little island, but once everybody gets the island, now it's, a, it's, it's something more than the island. Uh, I don't have a problem as much as maybe other people do. I just don't like the fact that you're trying to influence us by, by putting yourself as the banner ad or the – because I want to be away from it. Like, I don't care. I'm here right. to not watch any of that. That's the reason why I'm watching this. Okay, so if it's limited and you're trying to be, um, you know, we're just trying to be, like, um, patriotic about it and just get the word out, and I'd be fine with that. But if it becomes the thing where for from between August to November, every time I turn on Twitch, there's a banner ad for whoever. Right, on the very front page upset. and stuff like that, right. Like, I don't, because I want, I want an area that's just for me. Like you want it, you want to have your designated time that you're going to do it for the debates. Totally fine. Right. Watching a banner every time and me having to click through it. No, I'm out. I get the process, but so I want my island a little you, longer. Do you think, um, sort of like what they did for like E3 and stuff like that, right? Do you think it would be smart of them to let other streamers stream this and talk over it? You know what I'm saying? Where. Because this could be suicide, though, for a, a Twitch streamer and their channel. Because this is this is you know I'm not Democratic or Republican, and if someone does that, and they 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 would start showing their colors, call and then tro- people I would call that troll land, I right? Would, and then the people would start showing troll-land. you know <laughs> if they really support that character or not, and a lot of stuff could happen. You know what I mean? So 
I think it's a bad idea, but do you? what do you guys think? No politician is going to allow Twitch that right. I, I think that any of the any of the negotiations that have allowed this to happen, I cannot imagine them being like, oh yeah, sure, let any Yahoo with an internet connection and a webcam talk over me, mock me, make video. I mean, that already right. happens on YouTube, right? But live, like, I just think that they like to be in control of the information right. and how many of the media outlets clearly have a preference toward a candidate exactly. that's been that's exactly. been going on for how long and i think handing over the power of any streamer turning their channel into a spin room for or against a particular candidate is there's just no way i can't toxic. imagine them it would be toxic. I, I guarantee you they're like telling twitch you cannot allow your streamers to do that this needs to be more of a punctilier event thing where like boom it's here watch it cool chat's gonna be awful um but <laughs> it'll, it'll so bad it'll be a leviathan of ad revenue which is why they're doing it and it'll this is this isn't going to go away i mean the more things like this are going to come I, I think before we got live you know 30 had mentioned what if an nfl team decides right they're going to do a special broadcast that you can you know watch right. on twitch like this is going to be good you sub if to your it's, team if, if right. it's handled yeah sub to your team man and then you you could potentially they could do after game interviews where you might get something read in chat by your favorite player like there is there's Huge so much potential there's so much yeah. potential here potential. what i would hope they would do is do twitch.tv slash sports twitch.tv slash move it to a different site is what you're saying like a like an off site yeah do a sub site so if you are a diehard sports fan you go to twitch.tv slash sports and there's a whole directory about it to help not dilute the current directory us right. gamers right. know is vital to our like success yes <laughs> you know like when Destiny has new content drop, me and my other comrades in the directory have a significant dependency on the game rising in a directory and having relevancy on the site for like that time period of hot, you know, intrigue and interest. And if you start to dilute the directory with all this other stuff, it, it, that would that could be bad. So I think they need to need to really start to do sub you know, twitch.tv slash sports, twitch.tv slash whatever to give end users control of what they find, but not diluting what's already in place. All right, so the last thing that Twitch is doing now, Twitch is pulling, and this is going to go into the next story. Why are you doing this, Skype? Why are you doing this to me? You're, you're killing me, dude. You're absolutely killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, shut you're off. Just disconnect, Sarge, and then re reconnect again. Um, and I put your logo up, Lono. I don't know why it's you're not live again either. I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm just Love trying. Skype. To... Discord. Anytime, man. Anytime. I'm ready for you to uh, to come on in. Uh, now we lost Sarge again. Are you still there, Sarge? I can't see you. That's fine. I, I have a. I can get a picture for you. Yeah, Sarge disconnected and came back in. So there he is. All right. Um, so the next the next topic is Twitch pulls anything that has to do with CS:GO gambling broadcasts. Anything, Thank God. Everything and anything. If you're broadcasting, they're highly recommending. All broadcasters do not do anything with any kind of gambling whatsoever with CS:GO. Uh, obviously, it's, I think it's a good thing. What do you What do you guys think? Lono, go first. 
Yeah, yeah, this was necessary. Be, um, the when they spoke very candidly about going after Viewbot companies, that was necessary. I think that Twitch taking ownership and being very, very black and white on these things is incredibly important. Right. We are at a huge, huge impasse with respect to content creation, transparency, uh, and those who illegitimately grow their channels. There's a whole spectrum here of dishonesty that needs to be spearheaded and shut down. And I am very glad they're doing this. I hope we see far more, you know, one-to-one -one results with respect to the view bots, I think we already are. I, I, I do. Right. I already think the directories are significantly cleaner, and I think getting rid of, rid of this is another great step. I, the, if they continue to really own their brand, then they're, the sky's the limit. Because if they wouldn't have gotten in front of some of the things that had been going on, there was there was a lot of danger, in my opinion. It was going to fester, grow, swelter, and then you were going to start to lose big content creators or people on the verge of being big on Twitch. And that's loss of ad revenue and loss of sub revenue. And so this this is another step in the right direction. Get this garbage off of Twitch uh, and don't be you know break all ties and don't be associated with anybody that had anything to do with this because they're they are by the definition of the word they are criminals and so right. they will be you know taken to task through the justice system and then twitch can be like it, it's not on our side anymore we we took a stand and we are we have no part in it because they could get pulled in if it continued to be broadcast sarge Oh no, I don't, I don't have much to say about this. I wanted swift justice the moment they figured it out. Like I don't, I'm the kind of guy where you don't dilly daddle with stuff like this, especially when it's such a new venture. I mean, well, not that new, but it's this is a new area. Right. You don't let things sit around and you discuss it when you know damn well it's it's blatant. It's blatant, and that's it. You cut the head off the chicken. End of story. You don't wait. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a smart move on their part uh, to to remove all of them because they're. You know they're not in the mess, but uh, a good segue into this. Uh, Valve came out with a with a statement, uh, basically taking all the third party sites of uh, CS:GO gambling sites and throwing them underneath the bus, going, "Hey, hey, we had nothing to do with this. These guys are scumbags, and they should be dealt with." But what they're not saying is, "Hey, we've been doing this for five years, and we've been letting them slide, and we've profited millions and millions of dollars from it." Um, but that's okay, right? So what, what do you think should happen here, even though Valve is saying, you know, yeah, no, we're against it just as much as you guys are, but yet they've profited so much money, and it's been going on for so long. I, any business owner that was caught in this, if, you know, they, they, you can't be like, ah, oh, we didn't know. Like, you, you nobody Correct. would believe believe you oh you you didn't know that the basement of your restaurant was used for an illegal casino i mean come on like th this this is them just doing damage control they're going to be there are going to be repercussions because right. they can be pulled right into this as far as how much money they made how much money they could be potentially fined you, you can't claim ignorance and, and to claim ignorance is to insult the intelligence of anybody who has looked at what's going on and this is going to unravel like a sweater there are more people that are going to be brought to light, right? And it, and it, you know, and then you got these scummy sites trying to target PewDiePie for stuff that's not even true. They're just they're just jumping on the people that do promotional videos and don't say when 
He, in fact, did. He was just part of the Warner Brothers contract that a bunch of other content creators didn't say they put up promotion. Like, a bunch of people put up stuff for Warner Brothers and didn't say it was promotional. Warner Brothers didn't handle it very well and didn't require them to. They didn't require them right. to divulge, right? PewDiePie did. And yet, because he was part of the contract, all these sites are using his image and his face to talk about it. So everybody thinks Poods made videos and didn't divulge that they were promoted. And so he had to make a video addressing it. And so it's like, and so that he's he's collateral damage, and I hope he's fine. But there's going to be other content creators that get found out for worse things. There's already people issuing statements and videos and damage control. Valve's doing the same thing. Right, right. <clears throat> Sarge, turn the turn the light on. Watch all the roaches run. This is that's what this is. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that the uh, Valve. Uh, Everyone's been paying. I guess those of who have been watching this story uh, develop over the last few weeks understand what actually is happening and don't just see Valve as like the innocent bystander company who didn't know what was going on. I'm hoping that the the community actually understands what happened and acts appropriately. Like Valve is to Valve is to be held accountable for what they contributed to this mess, and those parties involved. If an, if and I say this with a with a grain of salt, if a real investigation is actually taking place in order to deal with this, because it's nice to say this is found out, it's criminal, we're going to be handling this, but the person who actually says those words, you have no idea the credentials of what the what office is actually right, handled right. this type of thing, because this is completely new, right? This is well, the crime isn't new. And the, where the crime was taking place is a new location, right? So mm -hmm. this is a very delicate issue. I would keep my eyes open. Everyone needs to pay attention to how this develops and to see who actually, with articles that come out, who gets blamed and who has to pay. And who has to pay however they have to pay, either financially or jail time or whatever the thing is. But it should not just be, oh, we're going to get them. Or we're, we, we, we cracked down, the justice hammer is coming down. Right. And then afterwards, they're like, no one knows nothing, everything's all better, and we just move on. I, I, don't, I don't take that as it's solved. I want to see progression and how this is handled. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm they are ready. closing. They are closing all the sites. So Valve <laughs> is doing a crackdown on anyone that's using... The sites that bring them back over to Steam, right? <coughs> damage their control, Steam accounts, uh, their Steam accounts. So they are they are doing that, but it's 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 sort of like too too little, too late. You know what I mean? Like you 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 got your hands maybe not in the cookie jar, but you're like lifting the top open for all these other guys to get their hands in the cookie jar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just I just hear Chris Rock saying, "What do you want a cookie?" I mean, right. of of right. course they're doing that. I mean, yeah, like duh. Like they they have and the, to. And the like, best part get, is they don't get credit for yeah, that. The best part is that you know it's not the company. It's their lawyers going, "Yeah, you should you should take this <laughs> down." Right. Shut this down. The company now, the dummies. company guy, you think? Nah, we're we're not going to get in trouble. They think they're like invincible because it's the internet and there's like oh, they, no... have, they have a whole list of guys for the scapegoat list. We right. look at our list. Right. We got a list of scapegoats. We can just throw these people under Absolutely. the bus all, all, every it's, month. It's and ridiculous. just say it's this guy. It's this guy. It's right. this guy. And they have an and endless supply. Delay, they'll delay their own right. they'll delay they have their an endless own supply of people to throw under the bus, right? It's everyone that's ever sold a skin on their site for the last five years is, is the scapegoat for, for them. Right. right. So let's, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, the next topic we're going to talk about is a, is a game that we all made fun of just a little over a year and a half ago, which is, uh, evolve, right? It came out, it was out for longer than what battleborn was. 
Okay, and sure. and then yeah, yeah, there was more people yeah. playing ba- uh, Evolve when it came out at its peak uh, than it was for Battleborn. Battleborn's terrible, like terrible. Anyway, it's not terrible. It's no, no, just no. Bad it's, timing. Yeah, it's just bad timing. It's bad a, it's, timing. it's a decent game. It's just it's just suffered the worst death ever in <laughs> video game history. Um, so we're talking about Evolve. All right, it's called Evolve Stage Two. It's free to play. Right, so it's huge in the PC market right now. And Break out the defibrillator. Right, it's huge in the PC market right now, and they're actually, I think, averaged, I think, fifty-two thousand downloads or people consecutively playing on Steam. Right, so the game they did revamp it. They made it more action-packed instead of like sixty forty. It's now ten ninety. It's like ninety percent action all the time. Instead of running around trying to find the monster, it's like really quick tracking. 90% of the time, it's all action, combat, uh, get in there. Um, they haven't released any numbers of them, what they're making in the you know the microtransactions, but I'm assuming they're making more money now than they did back when the game came out. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, is this, is this something that we're... If this, if this becomes successful, right? It was a game that you paid $60 for a year ago. I didn't. Right, but I'm just saying in general. $60 a year ago, and now it's free to play, okay? And now it's more popular than it is now than it was when it came out. Is this going to be a new trend in games that were dead, right? Is Battleborn going to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe they have something here. Maybe we should go free to play uh, mm-hmm. and do, and do uh, microtransactions. What do you think, Lona? I, the, I feel like a prophet. I mean, I when the game came out, this is what I. This is literally what I freaking said. Like, I'm. I have. Did you pers- hold an envelope up to your head with a with like Johnny Carson? Yeah, and- I was like, mm, <laughs> this should be a free game funded by microtransactions. This is an arcade game. Yep. Like, I, this is. I have respect for what they are doing, and if they pull it off, bravo. But I'm angry because the potential was massive for this game, yeah. and they bumbled it. They're like, here's a $60 game. Oh, by the way, it's launching with $60 of cosmetics available as well, right. which just angered everybody because after the beta, the general consensus was this is not a $60 game. This is a $30 to $40 game, and I said at the time in my review, you should just make this game free and just throw cosmetics at us because people will pay for them. The microtransaction free model has been proven to work microtransactions skyrocket on any game that people get for free because it's easier to justify the purchase of a microtransaction on a free game they probably didn't want to do that because they were concerned about the reception of the game and therefore not translating into microtransactions because nobody really liked it it was too cat and mouse that was the reason i didn't buy it i was like my fingers are literally tired from running the whole time and so I, the fact that they're still hacking away at this, they completely revamped it. You're saying 90-10. I'm thinking that sounds pretty fun. Like I, I always yeah. thought the game had potential to be a really rambunctious, rumbly type, awesome, no other game like it, arcadish feel. And I just feel like they missed the mark. And so I have a huge amount of respect and admiration for them just staying with it and not scrapping it. Somebody somewhere listened because this is what the community said from the beginning like should be free and it should have more action boom they're giving it to us so i think this this encourages the format that i've continued to promote which is agile development of games with far more 
testing, far more transparent testing and a symbiotic relationship with the gaming community whereby your game is bettered by community response. Be You can't launch a game, hype it up, and sell it anymore because it's on Twitch and YouTube the day it comes out, and if it sucks, it's going to die. Who is so pissed off right before Sarge goes, who's so pissed that they paid $60 for the game and then paid another $60 for the DLC and now it's free to play? Yeah, but that's like buying an iPhone right away when it comes out, and then getting mad that it's a hundred bucks a year later. Yeah, but that's my iPhone pay. still works, right? And, I, and it can do a thousand <laughs> different things. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, if you no, if you paid for it right when they do this, you'll get all the free updates to the game, won't you? I mean, you're not gonna have to get it again, pay for it. Again. I mean, no, right? I'm, I'm just talking about the people that. No, I would hope. I would. I would hope they would get that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, someone that paid 120 dollars. I didn't. I didn't play the game, but 120 dollars for the game. When it, when it launched, and now it's free to play. Here are some numbers before Sarge goes. Before June, there was 200 people playing Evolve on Steam. 200 people. Okay? Since <laughs> since it just launched, there's the, at the peak is 51,099. Okay? Which is more than it was when it previously launched originally on Steam. So just, just for that, 200 people was playing it beforehand and now it's free to play of course it's free so there's people that couldn't afford the game now they can download it and play it that they couldn't afford it before go ahead Sarge what do you think about this uh, I, I do applaud I agree with Lona to the point where it's somebody's baby they worked hard on it and I do applaud the fact that they're trying to stay with it in order to recoup some losses that they have for not having a good release or a longevity of the game however I, I do think that when you do this kind of thing I don't. Want, I, this might be a bad analogy, but to me, it's almost kind of like a little miniature bailout for yourself, right? Instead of moving on, you scrap it. We we had the idea, but we didn't we didn't um, initiate properly, and we have to scrap it. and We have to do something else. Right. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to see someone put that much time into a game, and for whatever reason, either the community didn't like it, something was off by a little bit. It's because it's it is. It's not not easy to have a hit. Right, a lot of a lot of cylinders have to fire almost perfectly for a, a, a good portion of the community to actually enjoy and purchase your game. Okay, so I think that they had it, they lost it, and unfortunately they have to move on. Now I'm hoping that what this does is maybe that recoup some of their losses, so they don't have to take such a big hit. And since they know what they did wrong, maybe they come out with a sequel that's better, or maybe they do a different game similar to this, but they don't die completely. Because I hate to see people who put together new IPs, uh, fail, and then never try again. Right. Because you need these kind of people to come in to push the envelope of, of what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not the tech, but just, just the overall uh, ability to play these games. Like the type of game, that, let's, let's try new IP, let's try new IP. Not just the same stuff over and over again. I, 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 so I'm hoping that they recoup and either they come out with a sequel or something similar and, and, and learn from their mistakes. But making everything free because it sucks and then charging microtransactions. I don't want to see all this. It's like, it's like flea market shit. Just like, it's like a, just, just a giant pile of games in a room someplace. They're like, yeah, come on, play our game. It's great. It's free. Like a, it's like, a, it's, yeah. like the, it's like the degenerate area of town with a bunch of games hanging out in it. That, that's, that's how I like how I look like the flea market of games. Well, I think it's, I think it's <clears> hilarious <throat> uh, in related news that right. Like this game was, $60 at launch, and now it's free to play. Meanwhile, Overwatch was supposed to be free to play, and now they charge $60 to, to, to play it, and people are like, oh, I'll take that game any time of the week. So I just think it's funny that Blizzard's probably looking at these, these guys going, 
Look at these assholes. We made a free-to-play game, and they paid $60 for it. You guys made a $60 game, and now they're playing it for free. <laughs> well, who's, who's, the, who's the businessman and who's the pusher? Right, right. So I think, I think that's funny. All right, so the next... The, uh, go ahead, Lono. Go ahead. I was going to say, the question about consoles was answered by one of their developed... The community coordinating... Uh, one of their community coordinating wizards, or whatever they're called, on their Turtle Rock Studios forum... He said that once they get through the beta period on PC, they are setting their sights on launching this on all platforms. So this, these changes right. they've made right. to the gameplay are in beta, and this format is considered a beta. So they said they don't want to forget anybody in their community. So the console, you know, crowd isn't left out in the cold. But you're, I wouldn't imagine they're going to see anything until maybe first quarter next year because something like this maybe, has got to run its course. Maybe for Christmas, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So maybe. it's 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 coming, but yeah. very. They, they I mean, a it's. Time frame. No time frame, tentative. I mean, they're they're planning on on doing it. I, I mean, it's a smart move to. I like I like developers taking ownership of their product, and I think that's what this is. And hopefully, it sets a better tone. And what Overwatch did is brilliant. You create something that's amazing, and it's free, and everyone wants it. And supply and demand. Oh, you guys right. all want this too? It costs money now. Like that's that's brilliant because right. people people paid in droves. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They went from a, a free to play game to. To, to making $60 for it. Um, so speaking of Overwatch, what a great segue, right? This is, this is great. So Overwatch is uh, doing competitive play with the limited number of people now, right? So they've, they've, they're doing this in the test servers now, right? So on the PC only, you can't do it on the console just yet. But right now, if you want to on the consoles, the weekly this week, uh, the weekly brawl is where you can only pick one person per match uh, so you can't have doubles of Genjis or Hanzos or anything. It's everyone picks one person, and then that's it. You can't switch characters throughout the match. Um, so they're actually going to do this play mode in competitive mode uh, down the road. Um, I would I would assume pretty pretty soon. I would say within the next like month. But there's no really no time frame for it. Um, have you have you played Overwatch since uh, a couple weeks ago, Lona? I know I so, have. I, I know Sarge hasn't. Yeah, I haven't because I had to make a decision as a streamer that it's very difficult to stream because if it's going well, I can't interact because I'm alive the whole time and we're having a great time. Right. And if it's going poorly, it's difficult to interact because I'm trying to jump back in, strategize, and communicate with my team. I didn't like what it did to my stream's value because I felt like I wasn't growing my community. It was just – it was the people that were loyal to me, and I didn't feel like I was giving the people that were loyal to me anything worth watching. And so I had to make that call. Now, when I did play it, this was something that I always asked for because right. I feel like it's a far more – exciting exchange of strategy and skill to build your team comp, go up against a team and say, yo, we need somebody to counter Reaper. We need somebody to counter this guy. And it's more of a chess match than, yo, this team's being annoying. They got seven, not seven, they've got five, you right. know, Reapers and a, and a I don't right. know. Five soldier 76s or six soldier right. 76s, yeah. I feel like it, it squashes the brilliance of the game down into this flat, stupid, almost trollish – you're just open to that. And right. I never like that. It's like, you know what? I, I know it will get sweaty, but I'd rather learn. It's a learning game and go up against teams that have a brilliant team comp and try and come up with – Oh, awesome. Awesome. Give me one second, guys. They, uh, they bailed out. Uh, this is beautiful. It's absolutely wonderful. Good stuff. 
Uh, I gotta call him back. Skype is being miraculous today. It's amazing. Amazing. Unfucking believable. Those of you listening on iTunes right now, I'm the only one that's still alive. Gotta love Skype. Yeah, give me one second, guys. I'm gonna get him back into the uh, the chat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta love Skype. Gotta love it. Must Skype be a busy is, night. It must be Skype a busy is, night. <clears throat> Skype is so dope. Yeah, so, you know what it is? Right? Skype is Skype is sharing the servers with the uh, Pokemon Go. That's what's that problem. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, yep. is that what's happening? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So there's, there's Sarge, and there is Lono. All right. All right. Giggity, giggity. I want to do Devo right now. Well, no, I was into what you were saying, but I missed it because I got dropped. Can you rewind like 30 seconds? Yeah, 45 you, you seconds got dropped in the middle of your... Uh, your. Right. I apologize. Uh, I was saying... Yeah, I basically was saying that if you if you have it set up to where there can only be one character of each, it's more, it's more of a chess match, and it's far more satisfying to have that feeling of their team composition is this, we need to make a change, you make that change, you feel awesome when you pull that off. And so I think that's where this game shines. And I know it'll probably get sweaty, like when you go into this game mode, because brilliant teams are going to be in there with their master builds. Right. But then you learn. Like, that's when you learn, and you can excel as a player and come up with your own team compositions and try and counter them. And so I, I this is going to put the game, I think, in a better light, because I feel like... The, the quick match, just you go up against a bunch of soldiers or a bunch of roadhogs or whatever, it just starts to feel really silly. And if you want to take the game far more serious in planning and learning and strategizing with your team, this is where I think you're going to see that start to happen. See, now, I, I only played the, the testing, the beta when it came out, and that was it. <clears throat> and then I've been watching a lot of it. So what, what, what I see is it is actually two different games because if you play with the one, one, one hero only, it's almost kind of like League of Legends and the Dota because if I pick this guy, the other yeah. team has to pick yeah. their counter or whatever they think they're going to need. And so if they, if they do it that format where you pick one, he picks one, you pick two, he got to pick two, and then you have to try to counter, and then that's all you get, that's a different game than... We're all playing, and now they have this switch to this. They have this switch to that. Like that's a sweaty match, as opposed to the str- to the strategy of using just those heroes. And that's it. Those are that's that's going to be two different games completely, and they will both be fun to watch. Right. I mean, I th- I played it last night the weekly the weekly brawl where you can only pick one person, and to me, it was a very it was a much better game um, when we played on the, in the weekly brawl. Now, don't get me wrong, I do like the quick play. Um, it's fun going in there, especially if you're like by yourself and all of a sudden you get in and you know, your connection is just a little slower than someone else's to get into the lobby. And then someone already took that character of yours. So you still want to play soldier 76, you you know, so there's two of them. Now you can still do that. Um, and this is just a weekly brawl. This I believe is just coming in for competitive. Now I don't know if they're taking the other competitive mode out where you can swap, um, or if it's just this or if it's both, you know what I mean? So, uh, we'll find out about that. Um, and also, there's uh, Anna, the new character that's coming out, which is a healer slash sniper. Um, I've seen some gameplay footage of her. She looks pretty cool. If you're a healer, it's just another aspect uh, to your arsenal there, or another another tool to your arsenal. Um, but she's kind of broke, right? She's kind of broke. Her ability, okay, like soups up people, okay? One character. Not everybody. Just one character. 
It makes them move faster, makes them shoot faster, makes them harder to kill. They take less damage and they give more damage, right? And it lasts, I think, for like 10 or 15 seconds, right? So people are already figuring out on the test servers that if you hit Genji up, right, with her, like the dude's in- unstoppable because he's already like this, right? And now he gets a, a buff on top of that. So he's moving double the speed, okay? He's got double the health or, you know, 25% more health. It's just a, a beast of, of a person to kill. Now, if you give it to the right hero, and then if you have a person playing that hero that really knows, like a competent person, what they know what they're doing, is like unstoppable. <laughs> it really is unstoppable. Um, so they, they definitely have to fix her before she goes uh, live um, for, for everybody. But they're going to they're gonna have to nerf her a bit. Yeah, I, that, to me, that's surprising that they did such a generic or even a broad boost. It's well, like it's one thing when you're Mercy and you give somebody a DPS buff. Right. You, you're you, that person's still exposed. They have to be close to Mercy. That puts Mercy at risk. There's a risk reward there. Just shooting someone with a generic broad buff, especially someone like Genji, they need to shrink it and make it more narrow. Like she has to. Pro- I make her pick. She either gives them a damage buff or a health buff or a speed buff, like something sort to where like Zenyatta does, where he gives you that little ball. Um, well, I guess yeah, he just does the yeah. healing, right, right, right. Yeah, that, but that keeps you alive. But that's the idea, right? Is making you make a decision. That's not a decision. That's just like, yeah, here, go be a god for fifteen seconds. Like right. that doesn't seem that right. seems too that seems too generic. Like they need to they need to make it more narrow because there are the, the balance of the game is quickly thrown into upheaval when one one person can make another person especially if they're really good at right. especially if they're right. really good at that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, the the downside to her is she's very squishy, right? So she can die pretty fast. Um, she's at the lowest health of any any healer on the on the team. Um, her gun is very slow. It's a it's a um, single shot, you know, like um, bolt action type gun. So she's got her disadvantages as well. So, like I said, they, they're going to really have to have to tweak her. But uh, she's in the game. So if you're playing on PC, you can go play her now in the in the, in the test servers and stuff like that. Uh, going forward, let's talk about. I don't want to end with this, so we'll we'll bring it up now. Pokemon Go, right? It's 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 the rage. Like everyone's playing it. We're way beyond rage. <laughs> it's it's now surpassed Google Maps as the number one used device like app on any cell phone and if that doesn't sound impressive enough it's only in three countries and it just went into the into the uk today so in the three countries it was released in it's the most downloaded app ever ever in the history of apps it's the most used the most downloaded um it's it's made 11 billion dollars for nintendo in five days $11 $11 billion in five days. That's the power of a phone in every hand. Right. So here, here, here's a, here's a thing. Think about, right? think about that for a moment, people. Think about that. That's the power of a phone in everyone's hand. Here's my How question. much money you can make. Here's my question. I'm swinging it from, from Pokemon Go into its AR. It's augmented reality, right? And now augmented reality hasn't... I mean, it's made its it's peaked its head in a, a little bit here and there on certain things, right? Like the Hololens is augmented reality. They showed that last year at E three, not this year. So it's been one full year since we've seen anything um, whatsoever. All of a sudden, VR is the big thing, but yet here we are, AR 
on your cell phone made $11 billion for Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't even need the money because they don't need to make anything for like the next 20 years and still be profitable. Okay. And now they just had a 20% increase in their stock. They've made $11 billion in five days. Uh, on the back end of this, on, on Monday's show, I said to, on Say No to Rage's show, uh, the Rage's Round Table, I said, where they're going to make the money for this game is with the advertisers of getting a certain Pokemon in your in your store to get people there. And three days later, an article came out saying they've already signed a deal with McDonald's, and this is where they're, they're, they're right? So sign me up, man. I should be a CEO of some fucking company to make millions here because the advertisement deals alone are going to make a billion dollars for this, for this app. Mm-hmm. My question to you guys is, here we are. Everyone's talking about VR, 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 VR. And then AR comes out. And it's in everyone's pocket, okay? And now it's it's a much bigger spectrum here where you don't have to go out and, yeah, the cell phone costs, uh, you know, $200, $300 or whatever. <clears throat> Six. Right. Well, two-year plan, you're still getting it, right? And now with the phone plans, you can get one every year for a, a payment plan. My, but the point is, it does more than just play Pokemon Go. It's a cell phone. It's a web browser. It does all that stuff. The VR headset just plays video games, and you have to pay three fifty, six hundred, a thousand dollars to get on your thing. So, did this just skew VR? Did this just screw up everything for VR with the augmented reality? Do you think people are going to jump on this bandwagon as far as the Hololens? Is this the the go to thing now? Lona, I don't think it's. I, yeah, I don't think it's popular because of the AR. I think this is like Minecraft. I think that like Minecraft did the same thing in an era in an era of you know graphical intense games and all this amazing stuff you can do when you have this perfect convergence of fun simplicity and accessibility you have a game that is just ripe for popularity and right. i think that's what this is i mean everybody knows what pokemon is i never and you see- i never i never played pokemon until now Right, and you see people posting pictures of like a Pokemon sitting on their coffee table right. or in their backyard, and you're like, yo, right. wait a minute now, what is this? Like, the, the simplistic nature of the game, and it's fun, it's fun, like you go for a walk, you go to the mall, people are getting out, like going out of their houses and looking for Pokemon, it's, there's, there's just that subtle brilliance of taking something so simplistic, and just here you go everybody you know get this game and play it and then it it blew up like their servers were having problems i mean they're still having problems because there's so many all the time there's so (laughs) many people google's having problems right google servers are having problems because they're running google maps google everything's lag it's lagging bad because everybody's on it it's insane that's so funny (laughs) absolutely insane so what do you think sarge as as far as this uh well personally, personally you know how i feel about pokemon and I hope I pronounced that right because I know people get offended. It's Pocket Monster, so it's Pokemon. I got it. Okay, so now... Did you hyphenate the E? That, that being said, <laughs> I, I, I believe that what this really means for me is Nintendo better come out with the most badass system ever created. Do you think... Okay, oh. because of that kind of revenue stream from something as small as Pokemon, okay, I, I want to see Nintendo come out with a system that just blows the door off of everyone. You've got plenty of money now to R&D your ass. <laughs> right, right. Okay? Right. And you can sell a $900 system for $400 and eat the cost and get the system out there. I want to see Nintendo come out with something. Something amazing. I want to go right into my next story, but I'm still not done with the Pokemon Go. So, there, there's because that's a good segue to go into the next dude thing. Got but, fired. Listen, dude got fired from my job. Because he was playing Pokemon? 
Oh, yeah. He he would run out the door every <laughs> five ten minutes because because it, where my where, where my store is situated out back is a soccer field and apparently soccer fields are this haven for for Pokemon and so other people who live in the area either be throwing lures into the park or or hanging out there and putting incense down and so he gets his phone beeping all the time like every five ten minutes he runs out the back door jumps over the wall to go to the fucking soccer field fired fire dude you're fired. Seriously, <laughs> get control. Get control. So there's there's a there's Holy shit crowds of people. Someone um, uh, stripping one of the streamers on Twitch. He was at the Santa Monica Pier at two a.m. in the morning. Okay, and there was over two hundred people at two a.m. sitting on the pier on the ground, and they were all playing Pokemon Go because it was a hub spot. It was a, a Poke Stop. Okay, I'm driving on the road today. There's this woman, I want to say, I don't know, mid, mid thirties. Okay. Uh, and then she had two other gentlemen in the car with them. They all at the, at the stoplight, they all had their phones up like this. And I know they're playing Pokemon go. Cause this is the, this is the dead giveaway. Right. You just, I'm for the iTunes people. I'm swiping my finger up on the, on the, on the iPhone. Okay. And then all of a sudden the light turns green and you see them all of a sudden go, oh, wait. And they turn into a, like a mechanic shop because that was like a pokey stop, right? So they got off the road just so they could connect, they collect their actual Pokemon. It's ridiculous. My wife, who stopped playing video games many years ago, is in competition with me. She's like, I'm level seven. I got, I got 65 Pokemon. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not even playing, really. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm level five, but, you know, I'm just playing whenever like she's telling me where stops are there's there's celebrities there it's on the news 24 7 now people are talking about it i mean it's it's ridiculous have you had an experience yet going outside lono with anyone like your neighbors i we um we got back home and there was a guy like going for a walk and he had his phone out and i knew i was like <laughs> i know i know what he's doing like who walks with their phone just kind of like out just like <laughs> like you're not using your gps to walk around the neighborhood right. okay so I, the, the, my jealousy here is that i'm too busy to even watch tv shows that right. i would like to watch and so you know, whenever we go out and drive, my wife was catching all kinds of stuff because she's the passenger. And so, you know, I gave her my phone and my phone quickly became less important because, you know, she she would find one on hers. And right. so that it's I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. I think it's cool that there I mean, there are there are people saying that their their social anxiety is better because it, it's they want to go out and catch Pokemon. Yep, they're and so, exercising. Yeah. People with agoraphobia and stuff are going outside because there's. There's a there's a there's a Cause catalyst because Pikachu told them to. Yeah, because Pikachu's <laughs> in the neighborhood, man. You cannot go out and get a Pikachu. So I mean, it's a it's a it's a good catalyst, I think, for especially kids too. Like, get them out, get them moving around. Um, I I think it's a win for everybody except for these idiots that are doing it while driving. Um, come on, I mean, we, we we can't. The irony of being so intelligent as a species to get to the point that we have handheld devices with games that are brilliant and they're global and all this stuff, and then to literally practically kill ourselves with them. Right. The irony of that is just so stark and frustrating. Don't do this while you're freaking driving. It's a car. It's a it's a cartoon character in a game. You'll you'll get your Pikachu or your Charmander somewhere else. Don't do it while driving. So here's here's a funny story. Uh, I brought it up on your show the other day with. Uh, 
people did a uh, like a lore, and then people were showing up, and they were getting robbed. They were at gunpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Well, these people kept doing it, and then they would scare off those people, but they were there for five hours doing this, right? Robbing people at gunpoint for five, for five hours because it was a stop, and they didn't want to leave. So someone called the cops on them and caught them because they never left the actual area. Now, if this is not natural selection happening, I don't know what, what is. I mean, I mean, it's just how stupid can you be, one, to get – to go there and get robbed by someone that's at gunpoint, and then you being the criminal, uh, staying there for five hours and then getting caught, and then they seized your phone. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't think people were gonna walk away and call right. the cop. That like what? <laughs> well, the the worst part is, um, everything's tracked by your phone, right? So you know exactly where you picked up that Pokemon at what location and GPS wise. So. Like I said on the Rages Roundtable on Monday, make sure you're doing the right settings, people. I shut my camera off, so it's just a, a cartoon background and stuff like that. Don't be don't be idiotic when you're walking on the street and walking to traffic like that woman did in Houston. Well, and just and create a create a dummy Google account. Like right. I went in and revoked the access. I was like, I read that article and I was like, I revoked the access because they right. have read write access. I just created a dummy Google a, a Gmail account with like, there's nothing in there. Right. And, uh, so that, you know, they can do whatever they want that account. It's nothing. So created, if you, unless you're super high rank, then sorry. But as soon as you revoke <laughs> access, as soon as you revoke access, it doesn't work. Right. Like you can't play anymore. So. Right. All right. So that's the part. That's the part I don't like. I think what this is also is another way to, to invade privacy and to track you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, and this I is definitely... the best way to do it because it's very harmless, right? It's totally harmless. Okay. It's Pokemon. So, so the next story, sticking with Nintendo, moving over. Okay, Nintendo, this November, is coming out with a mini NES. Okay, it's a new console. It's just adorable. It's so adorable. Mini. Yeah, it's a mini <laughs> NES. It's the original system back in the day. Um, <laughs> it's coming out, I believe, yeah, November 11th. It's gonna, it doesn't say what it's retailing for. Um, but 60 they, bucks. is it $60? Okay. $60 price point. So $60 and it's going to be coming, it's selling a second classic controller for $10, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going backwards here and it's going to be coming with 30 games, 30 games. <laughs> um, what do you, what do you think about this? Lona? <laughs> I, it... I mean, it makes sense. I, th- this is their format. I mean, they're going to squeeze the life out of their nostalgia until until people stop buying it. Like, wh- it, they're going to make tons of money. They went to E3. They showcased two games yep. Zelda. at E3. Zelda and Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, look what's going on with Pokemon. <laughs> I mean... Th- and Zelda was literally the talk of the whole the whole con- like Sony gets up and has a live orchestra and they're showing VR and they the God of War trailer looks real and Nintendo's like yo what's up we're talking about Zelda and Pokemon that's right. it and right. everybody goes crazy everybody goes crazy <laughs> Nint- like Nintendo is almost like voodoo like how do they how do you get away with this and they're gonna sell this thing is gonna sell like cr- like insane amount it's gonna sell hand over fist easy it's easy it's easy money when you build and you stay loyal to your brand and your nostalgia the way that they have you can cash in on it ad infinium like you just keep going here's here's the best part about this this system is has an hdmi cable right so you can plug it in and you can stream it (laughs) oh but nintendo's so they're so money hungry. Yep. Like you can't put any of that on YouTube. You owe them half the ad revenue. Right. Practically. You can do it live on stream, but you just can't. You just can't do it on on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. See that? I, that see now you're making me want to buy one. Dad, 
<laughs> yeah, 60, but what? 60 what, bucks. How many games? 30, 30 games come with it. Oh, my God. It's got to be all the classics, right? Of course. It's Super Mario, Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Donkey Kong is the ones that they name off, off the top. It doesn't say... Uh, we're talking about NES, right? I was, NES? Looking at the picture. I was looking at the picture. Yeah, NES. Yeah, NES. NES. Okay, LWS, NES here next you go. Year. Here's the 30 games that come with it. Balloon Fight, uh, Bubble Bobble, Castlevania. Bubble Bobble, yeah! Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, Dr. Mario, Excite Bike, Final Fantasy, Galaga, Ghosts and Goblins, uh, Gradius, Ice Climber, uh, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Pac-Man, Punch-Out, featuring Mr. Dream. I don't know what that means. Uh, that's the that's the non-Mike Tyson version. Okay. Star, Star Tropics, uh, Super awesome. C, Super Mario 3, Super Mario, awesome. Super Mario 2, Tempco Bowl, Legends of Zelda, and Zelda Tempco 2. Tempco Bowl? Yep, Tempco oh Bowl. And, and Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link. Those are the 30 games that come with it. Wow. I just, oh. that, I mean, wow. yeah. I like how Santos I mean, and Chad goes. Well, there goes another sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, and I wow. mean the the seventy speed seventy. You have to buy a second controller. Speedrunners will have a day with it. I mean, because it's so much easier to with an HDMI output to stream it, and I that's that's good. I think it's I good think for Nintendo. Exactly, I think that's exactly what they were going for. Well, I think it's funny. I think it's funny that uh, all these people are. are Nintendo, like you said, Sony's doing orchestras and VR and all this stuff. Nintendo <clears throat> made an app for a phone and phones that are already out there, didn't spend a dime on the actual like hardware and made a billion dollars. <laughs> and now it's, um, it's unbelievable. And now they've taken their system that is 20, 30, 30 years old, 32 years old. Okay. And they've, They've made it one-fourth scale size. <laughs> how big is it, really? Like, how big? It's the palm of your hand. It's the size of your cell phone. It's like it's like this. Unbelievable. Thicker, An a mini NES. A, a mini NES. So think about that. I could bring that anywhere. I travel, right? I could just plug it yeah. in anywhere? Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. Plug, plug it in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah. Like, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. They're, the they HDMI are, well, cable is bigger. They are cra- they're still crazy. They are still like they are. They they are the crazy. I want to know. Cats. This is that's that is Nintendo all the way. One question I want to know: Is this going to break just like the other one did, where I have to tape the power button in and also put something in on top of the cartridge? I know there's no, no cartridge. I know there's no. Blow, it's a joke. No, it's you're a, not going to blow on I anything. Know, it's a joke. It's good. <laughs> the the my brother looked up. The funny thing is, is you can you can recuperate almost any old NES to get to work again. What ends oh, up yeah. happening is the little the little metal connectors get pushed down over time. So you just take it apart and you literally take a screwdriver and just bend them all up. So when you push the cartridge in, it's really tight. And it, it that that he got on some website. You can fix almost any regular Nintendo. They're very very durable and long lasting. That's the thing nobody knows about. They're like the game won't come on. It's the stupid connectors that need pushed up. Yeah, you're not gonna blow in the cartridge. It. You're gonna pick up the actual unit and blow on it. You know. Yeah. Just. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. So the 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 next story that we have. Start. Let's see. We got the Nintendo one done. We got Overwatch done. Um, okay, going into consoles, still staying with the console. Xbox, Microsoft, uh, or I should say Microsoft Xbox, is doing a promotion where they're letting you going to trade in your Xbox One towards the Scorpio. Now right, we need to have a talk. Just, just let me. All let right, me let's start. Here. Here's the rant let, portion. Let, let's. Wait, start we got. We got to have a, a talk second. about this. Okay. Once you announce the Scorpio 
and then you announce the slim and then you're telling me the Scorpio comes out next year. What is your game plan at that point? Because they already reneged the saying that all platforms are going to work with all games. They've already reneged. I already got the story. Yeah. Okay. So what, they what are we talking no, about? On the no. Like, yeah. am I going to, why would I buy a slim when the Scorpio comes out next year? And on top of that, how much is the Scorpio going to be? That's a $900 system with the specs in there. I would say thousand dollars. I, I would say seven hundred dollars. Easy. Yeah, I would say so seven hundred. What is the end game here? I'm going to trade in my Xbox One. How much are you going to give me for it? I, I, so I, right. let me ask you this: Do I trade in my Xbox One and four hundred dollars, and I get a Scorpio? Like, yeah, this yeah. is insane. That's that's this exactly. is insane. What are you talking about? The whole point of a Scorpio, and everybody who has half a brain understands this, is for VR. VR cannot work on the hardware of the Xbox One properly. You have to have more hardware to run it properly. And so what are we saying? Are you saying that you're not going to get your game unless you get a Scorpio? Or the game's going to run better because it's on a Scorpio? Or the game's going to run just on Scorpio? Because Here's- if, there's, if they say in the beginning, they said there's no difference. You can run your game on the Scorpio and the Xbox One. Well, that doesn't make sense to me. You've got six times or eight times the power... And then you're telling me I'm going to play a normal game on that as well as the Xbox One. I'm confused. Well, here's the Where thing. Where are we going? I said this, uh, and people thought I was crazy. Okay. Here's exactly what's happening right now. Xbox 360 to Xbox One. As soon as Scorpio comes out, Xbox One is the new 360, right? Where it's going to be holding that system back when games come out and games that are already out. Okay? Because I, I'm, I'm speaking of Destiny now, right? 360 is being abandoned because of Xbox One. The performance can't handle it, so they're just dropping 360 and they're sticking with the Xbox One. Scorpio comes out potentially 2017 at the end when Destiny 2 comes out, right? The actual physical whatever, if they if they call it Destiny 2. I'm telling you right now, the reason they're letting you trade this shit in is because games like that will not be... Comp- it'll be compatible, but it's going to be holding that system back. Because they have to produce games for the lowest denomination uh, of standards, right? So, not necessarily. Of, of course they do. Of course they do. Because if you if you think about the way PC games work, the difference in one PC system to the next, you can run yours at high with everything looking amazing, and Correct. I can run it. And it works just fine. I don't actually lose functionality or features. Mine just doesn't look as good. So well, they could. You could be completely right. But they could also create something that has never existed in the console realm, which is a spectrum of hardware that allows a game to yeah. look phenomenal on one system and okay on another, but they're both of the exact same game. But I think when they, when they came out and said at E3 that all the games that you play on Xbox One, Xbox Slim, and Scorpio will all work, I think they're really trying to get away... From because they reneged on the all play anywhere type thing. They 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 said it's not going to be all games, right? It's going to be just a few games and some games. And I think what they're what the what the problem is they never checked with the developers, right? Because the developers now have to make for all systems, right? Plus VR, plus whatever else comes out, and the developers are are having way too much. So I think Xbox is doing this promotion to go, hey, you know what? We can try. To get majority of of the people off the old systems and onto uh, the new Scorpio with this with this promotion. Now we don't know how much they're giving you. We don't have no idea. I'm assuming they'll give you like 150, if that, towards. Let's just say they make it an 800 dollars system, and now you pay 650, right? Now you got to pay 650 dollars on top of on top of the system, and then it's going to be all backwards compatible. So everything that we're 
playing now, even if it's Xbox 360 games and Xbox One games, will be backwards compatible, hopefully. Otherwise, why am I why am I getting Red Dead Redemption again? Why am I getting all these other games backwards compatibility if they're not going to work again once Scorpio hits? You know what I'm saying? So I think this is the reason they're doing this promotion, sort of like damage control of what they spoke, and now they're trying to back up a little bit and go, well, what the hell do we do now? You know what I mean? Like the developers don't want to <clears> produce <throat> for all these systems. I, I but that's the point. I don't think they are. I think I think first of all, I think the developers know about the hardware probably about six or eight months before we know. Because it's got to give that they got to give them time say, well, they, to they, start development. They had made the announcement to developers at E3 saying they're giving them a year, year and a half of notice of to make games, which is still not okay, enough but, time. Okay, okay, but we all understand that a AAA title to use the hardware the way it's meant to be is at least three to five years. Okay, it's not like we're just pumping out a game. <clears throat> so I'm curious. Look, we all know that the consoles fell a little bit behind. We get that, but you can't play catch up in in, in a three year period. And expect everyone just to jump ship. If a game works the way the game is supposed to work, then we're all good. Like no one, no one's doing the PC master race with an Xbox One, going, "Well, I have to get the hardest and best graphics possible." We're just like, "Can I get my next edition of Call of Duty, or can I get my next edition of whatever? Is it going to run? Is it going to look better than it was?" Right. Where Where are we going with this? You said, "What's the slim for? What 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 right. did you make the Who's slim? Who's going to buy for? a slim?" Right, like, like you have an what, Xbox One who's now. Who's buying a slim? And then they're like, gonna buy a slim. Did I, did, I, did I hit my Xbox with a hammer after the E3 announcement, and now I have to buy a slim just because? And even the slim's better hardware than the Xbox One, a according bit, yeah. to Except the stats. Four K, yeah. So I'm curious, what's the what what is the what is the draw here? Uh, are everyone who bought the system initially is just gonna go out and buy it on the system all in another year? I don't I don't get it. I, um, I'm confused. I, I think it's bad strategy I'm by confused. Microsoft. <clears throat> Because they want you all on Windows 10. Is that it? I'm pretty sure that's what it is, right? They want everybody on Windows 10. I feel like they're just, like I said, I feel like they're trying to cut in and leverage the PC gamers that would maybe want something more simplistic or maybe the people that are kind of on an Xbox and they're on the fence or maybe want to upgrade the graphics because they you know, they get jealous of seeing you know, all the PlayStation games that look so amazing. I, I, if if their goal here is to get people on the one to switch, then this is going to be a disaster. They're already significantly behind in the console race. The console race is over. Okay, and Phil Spencer continued to say their concern was not racing and trying to beat PlayStation anymore. That was never really the goal, right. anyway. I mean, just because there are more Sony Playstations in circulation doesn't mean that Xbox doesn't have a significantly sized player base and a great platform, and he said they were focused on delivering good content. I mean, all the things they outlined at E3 for the platform, the tournaments, the groups, <clears> the <throat> L LFG built right into it, the multiplayer platform, they're owning it very well, and I, I applaud them on that. And I, my hope is that their game plan here is to offer a spectrum of gaming that no other console ever has, because if you want to play uh, Destiny 2... And you want the graphics and lighting and frame rate to be and resolution to be significantly better than here you go. Here's a high end console system for right. you. And and if you want to get it and play it on your on your system that you already have, you are free to do that. This'll be a good and in a way, it's a smarter plan long term if that's what they're doing. We right. don't know. Right. Because then you could slowly have people trickling over to the new system instead of it being so 
almost like the chapter of a book. It's just so hard. It's like, boom, Xbox one time. And then everybody gets the Xbox one. And there's like, there's no freaking titles for it. And you hate the games that come out for the first year and a half or two years. Cause nobody's truly developed next gen games yet. <clears throat> All the games right. we got for the last couple of years were old gen games upscaled that yep. ran pretty poorly and yep. were poorly developed and poorly troubleshot. And this could be a way to have have it be more of an assimilation of your people as they slowly move, therefore having the games slowly move with them. So instead of the games being like, oh, they don't feel that great, it's more of a graphical update. And then in three to four to five years when more people have migrated over, then they really start to really push how you can only get certain games on this system and you've you've moved your player base more uh, more slowly and more gradually. Right. But is the but is the current is the, is the Scorpio powerful enough? To withstand the five-year gap it's going to take for them to transfer over without another system appearing after Scorpio. Oh, do the same thing, right? Well, because we're, well, we're talking about a, we're talking about a three-year window now. We don't know anything. Of, of, <clears throat> we don't know anything about the Scorpio yet. Rumors still going out there. Like I said, I had someone come in my stream a while back and tell me that the next Xbox system that was coming out was going to be um, more like a PC, right? And that's what they told me, and I went okay. And then they announced the Scorpio at E3, and someone told me this a year ago, right? Told me about that a year ago, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know? So I think what's happening is the Scorpio is going to come out. You're going to buy this, and there's going to be multiple versions of this, right? With more graphic-intense uh, graphics card in there or, or whatever. And as the system grows and the years go past, you're going to be able to upgrade pieces of your system, just like a PC. Just like a PC. Uh, and that's what they're looking for, Right. Xbox is looking to have Windows 10 in your home as a set-top box. They want to be the television. They want everything to go through the Xbox. They want everything to be, like, there. So, basically, I think what's going to happen, there's going to be an entry price for the Scorpio at, like, five to $600, okay? And then you're going to have a bigger Scorpio, like, setup that's going to be close to $1,000 with the bigger hard drive, the bit, whatever, the solid-state drive and and the better graphics card i i i feel i feel like i'm i'm gonna hold that the, the letter up to my head and i believe that's what's gonna happen when it comes out in 2017 so i that, there's your answer for what i think is gonna happen all right so the next story um it's really small um xbox did an update with twitch if you are capturing if you're using a capture card and you're playing on xbox and you have your twitch account synced up with your Microsoft account, everyone on the Xbox on your friends list will be notified when you go live on your Xbox on Twitch, and they can start watching you live on Twitch right through their Xbox. Cool update. Just happened like two days ago. Um, now, we don't really know if it's sort of like the same way that PlayStation works, where if, you know, Lorno's playing Destiny on PlayStation, I'm playing on Xbox... On the PlayStation, they don't see me at all in the directory. They only see PlayStation people, right? They don't see PC. They don't see Xbox. They just see PlayStation people. I don't know if it works the same way. Um, all I know is that, that um, there's people that found me that I stream because I'm on their friends list or whatever through a friend through a friend uh, on the Xbox. So it worked. I think it's a good move. What do you guys think? I think it's great because I remember – I mean I have – 
I don't know, 1,500 people following me on Xbox, and it's like, that's going to continue to grow, obviously. And for them to get a little ping, like, oh, Lono yep. streaming is great. I mean, I was going through and doing status updates every day saying, hey, I'm streaming right now to just alert people if they were having to check their, their little feed on their Xbox. I went to do it the one morning, and I was like, it said I just started broadcasting on Twitch, and... One of my mods was like, "Are you are you streaming through your Connect today?" And I was like, "No," because that's the only way it would ever right. do it. You had right. to stream through the Connect, and it did it. My question is, how do it didn't do it today? And I was on the PS4, so my question is, do I have to have the Xbox like on and running when I go live? Because it no. did, it didn't do it. It's 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 activated. Um, when you, well, I don't know because when you activate the Xbox, I'm going through a capture card, right? I'm using the Elgato. Uh, mm -hmm. through through XSplit. And when I go live, it just automatically told everyone that... I, so I don't know if it's a, if it's detecting. I'm just wondering if I actually have to be... The Xbox has to be up and running in me be basically online. Because when I started today on the PS4 and I went to the app to see if it did it, I don't, I don't think it did. I don't think it did. I, I mean, I know my... I don't think it will. If you're streaming from the PS4, it's not going to notify the people on Xbox. Well, no, I wasn't streaming from the PS4. I just had the PS4 up and running, going through the capture card, and I went live. Oh, I got you, I got you. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't really say much about how it works. It just says that it's 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 up and running now. Well, if you're an avid Twitch watcher and you got you know people you're subscribed to, how many times are you going to ding? I'm, gonna, I'm playing in the middle of my game. It's going to be dinging the whole time. Anytime I know, anybody I know it comes on, yeah. ding on, ding on, yep. ding on. It's like getting friend requests. Every thirty yeah, seconds, invite like, to the game. It, it does. It pops up at the bottom of the screen. They can hold the Xbox button in, and it goes boom right onto their Twitch, uh, right onto their on their TV. Hmm. I'll experiment tomorrow. I'll just have the Xbox on, running online, and if I go live and it does that, I'll just make sure on PlayStation days to have that on oh, first. Oh, turn it on. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once I go live, I'll just switch systems and be like, okay, I'm I'm turning the PlayStation on now because. Um, it only notifies live if you're playing Xbox, not just if it's on. So yeah, if, if that's what they're saying in chat. I have them linked. It did it. It did it on Wednesday, and I was like, yo, that's a great feature, and then it didn't do it today. So right. I'll test that tomorrow because I, I, I actually – for a while, I considered. I was like, "Yo, I should start my stream through Connect, and for the for like the, the first ten minutes when right. people are just waiting, and then shut down, and then turn on with Capture Card because it'll it'll ping all those people. They'll all come in, and then I'm like, "Yeah, hang on, guys, I'm just gonna switch to the Capture Card." I considered doing that for a while because hmm. it's like that's a real easy way to let people know you're you're live. That was when I wasn't showing up online. I was trying to come up with any way I could. So, uh, great feature. I'm glad they did it. All right, so there's two stories left. I'm going to cut out the cell phone one. We're going to go with uh, the last story for the for the night is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, the remastered edition uh, that they're remaking. Bethesda is talking about making new DLC for the Xbox One. So it's last-gen game, remastered for Xbox One, and now they're talking about making new DLC uh, for the game. Now, my question to you guys is, do you think this is a smart move on their end? And do you think this is going to, if, if it does work out, do you think this is going to be a, a trending thing that goes through the gaming world? Uh, yes and yes. It's smart and it's going to continue. I think Call of Duty is going to dial in 
uh, World at War and Modern Warfare 2, and they're going to do that for the next couple of years. I guarantee it. It's an e oh, man. It's such an easy way to sell copies because people will buy for the old version. And Bethesda's doing the same thing. Like, oh, you want a new Elder Scrolls? Yo, it's going to take years. Here's the old one, souped up. Here's some DLC, and people are going to scoop it up, love it, and buy it. <coughs> and I, to a certain degree. You can't fault them for it. Right. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a no brainer, especially when there's so many mods that could soup up the graphics anyway. It's kind of like the work was done <laughs> done well, for them. Well, Elder Scrolls Five is also going to have the mods uh, capability as well, like yeah. Fallout. So, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a win win for them and and the gamers that want to play it with better graphics and mods on the console. I, I can't I can't fault them for it at all. Sarge? Yeah, I, I agree to the point where they, they can't fault them for it because it, development time takes a while now. You, you have to keep us busy until then. Uh, what I'm curious to know is that, that they know that the only reason why I would buy the game again is do you have to give me some new content? I'm not going to rebuy Skyrim again just to look at it more prettier. I, I have this thing about uh, there's a certain amount of time that passes after a game has been played that you can go back to it with a DLC or something else. And after that time has passed, it's done. It's over. The book has been read. You put it on the shelf, and that is the end of it. I, I, I find it hard to go back to these games just because you're going to make it look pretty. I know there are people that are going to buy it. I get that. But I, I, I will not be one of the people that rebuys a game that I've already played completely through multiple times, and I've seen every secret possible. There's no reason for me to revisit. And even if the DLC is decent, and I say decent with a grain of sand, because it's not going to be a substantial DLC that you think it's going to be a whole other game that you're going to play in this world. Right. It's going to be something to just keep you busy. That's it. So... I, I, I'll see the numbers when they release it. Who buys it on Steam? I, I like to see the numbers on that one. Well, you're talking about Steam. I'm talking about the consoles. I mean, the consoles, I think. Well, is... what, well, well whatever. However you're going to buy it through Xbox download or how, the, the store or whatnot. That that would piss me off, Santos, if, like, I mean, I'm not playing Call of Duty, but if they originally had the maps that I paid for originally, right, and I they came out with the, the remaster and then took those maps out and then charged me DLC later, that would be a dick move. Um I guarantee you, Activision will do something like that, but uh, I I won't I won't play that anyway. But yeah, that's that's a scumbag move uh, if they did that. All right, so that's the end of the show. I really appreciate everyone coming out. Uh, Generation X Gaming. We do this every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, usually it's just me and Sarge, and then every once in a while we have a guest. I'd like to thank uh, Sano to Rage, aka Lono, for stepping in and yet co-hosting with us today i appreciate it thanks for coming on you know you're always welcome anytime and i'm going to say it right now when we get closer to uh the release of iron uh you know you, i want you probably on the show like every single week for the for like the for like two weeks three weeks in a row yeah, when, when it comes out because uh, there's gonna be a lot of stuff to talk about and you're you're a good person to, to talk to destiny about uh, so guys, make sure you follow. It's been at bottom below his screen the whole time. Uh, say no rage on Twitch, say no to rage on Twitter, say no to rage on YouTube. Uh, you can catch him. Go ahead and tell him what time and stuff just in case nobody knows. Uh, yeah, I start every day, 7 a.m. Eastern, and we, we go through a variety of Destiny content, whether it's raid helps or getting into trials and PvP and trying to give people a more robust uh, and high-quality Destiny stream, not getting so pigeonholed into one activity. Uh, and streams are usually pretty long, you know, 8 to 10 hours, and... Then the po and then we do the podcast 30s on with me on Monday nights at 8:30 p.m. Eastern, which is a, a a great podcast for people interested in Twitch streaming or Destiny. 
Um, and that's a that, that's a good show to tune into as well. Alongside with this one, there you know different nights of the week, and you get kind of a different flavor of yeah, podcast. Two, two different types of feel. This is more like a laid back kind of like bullshitting as we play, and Saint Order Rage is more structured. Talk about stuff and talk more. more about I uh, say about a half hour, forty minutes of of if you want to learn how to stream on Twitch and and stuff like that. So it's it's very cool. So. Thanks, guys, for watching. Uh, on iTunes, make sure you hit that uh, sub button. Uh, please leave a review if you guys are listening to on iTunes. The only way that it gets up on the boards on iTunes is if you guys leave those reviews and leave those comments uh, in, the, in the directory. I appreciate everyone coming out, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks a lot. games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.